Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yo, it's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void. Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice. Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between. Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back. Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat. No need to double check, these are all facts. You're listening to us talk raps. You're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg, yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. What's going on, y'all? Y'all know what it is. You are rocking with the best. This is Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay. Of course, I'm here with Righteous Reg. But we also have a very special guest in the building. Um, somebody that we just talked about before uh, we went live. Seems like this episode should have happened a long time ago. In the building with us, Big Cass. What's going on, man? What's going on, Phil? What's going on, Reg? How y'all living, man? We are good, living good. pretty well, man. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, it seems like crazy that we've had 100 100- Plus now episodes and Cass has finally arrived here on Grapsy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. So so we were talking about this off the air, right? And you know, Phil, Phil had hit me up like months ago, and I was like, Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely coming on to do Grapsity one of these Saturdays. And uh I, I was just scrolling through Twitter and his name popped up. I was like, God, I, I never got back to Phil. Let me hit, let me, let me hit him back. Like, yo, this Saturday, I'm good, let's do it. And we're talking in the DMs, like, all right, we'll come, we'll make it happen. And then, like, Bedlam in wrestling news just started <laughs> rolling. So I don't know if Phil thinks I know more than I think I know, but, I, I, you know, I think it's just the universe is never wrong, man. It all conspired to happen right at this moment. So I'm so glad I'm here. I love what y'all do. I love the intro. I've been a fan of y'all for a minute, and uh, I just I just really enjoy the perspective y'all bring to wrestling commentary. So it really, truly is an honor to be here, guys. Appreciate that. I, I definitely looked around and was like, 
What does this guy know? But <laughs> I don't know if you guys have these moments where people are like, what is the moment where uh, you feel like you've made it? And I'll let you guys know when I feel like I've made it. I don't I don't know if I've yeah. had a moment yet. But I have <laughs> had moments where it's just like, is this real? And one of those moments is um, I, at one point, was buying 2K every year. would get my, my career in. And so I was playing my career one, one day. And, uh, you know, in my career, you can check your Twitter account for your basketball player. And um, mm-hmm. the, the the guy that tweeted my basketball player was one Kazim. And I was like, wait a minute. Okay. This is weird. I can tweet this guy in real life. Like, this. That's, a flex. That's a flex. That's a pretty big flex. That's a flex. That is, that is my favorite, favorite thing on earth. Every 2K that comes out. I'll see people like at me in Instagram DMs or stories. Right. Like, yo, just got like, just dropped 50 on the Bulls. And Kaz is over here saying, you know what I mean? I got to step it up next game against Zach Levine or something like that. I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like, you know. Uh, but nah, man, shout out Ronnie 2K. Uh, the whole 2K crew, they're always so good to me. Host their, their podcast, Even Stronger for 2K. Uh, for WWE games, and I uh, get to talk with a lot of incredible people that help make the game. Some superstars. The latest episode we just dropped with Wade Barrett came out last week. Uh, really good, really newsworthy. If you haven't checked those out, also check out the episodes of Ricochet, Liv Morgan, and of course, if you're on NBA 2K and you're in my career and you're, you're balling and stinking it up, scroll down the social media page. And uh, I might say something nice to you. <laughs> hey. Video uh, game boys flex, though. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't going to hold you. Like, it's That's definitely, a flex. I'm not going to act like it's not cool as hell every time I see it. Like, I try my best to be on some, oh, it's a humble, humble, stumble, mumble. But it's 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 really cool. And I, I do appreciate you saying that, though. Being Thank in you. a video game that uh, every black man that plays video games is in is like, <laughs> that's just another level of something, honestly. Like, every black man that plays video games is going to get this game every year and see yeah. your tweets. It's crazy. Man, hey, the, I, yeah, crazy. No, nah, I appreciate y'all, man. Hey, listen, it's, it's you know, I, I truly enjoy trying to touch as many places of culture as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, I I came in the game uh, as, as a writer for the Source magazine, as an intern. And, you know, I, I was blogging during the, you know, digital media era, like right when the blog era was really starting to pop off. And, you know, even though, you know, the magazine, you know, people were kind of late to the blog era, I kind of used the Source's resources to kind of jumpstart myself into that game. So right. I got to be able to not just, touch rap music, but touch sports, touch politics, obviously professional wrestling as well. And um, I always I always try to feel like if I'm actually doing work, if I actually feel like this is something I wouldn't do for free, then I probably need to second guess if I need to be doing it at all. Because I just mm. love being able to do stuff that truly fulfills me and, and I, I enjoy doing. Because we're only here for a limited amount of time anyway. It don't make sense wasting your time doing stuff you don't like doing yeah for sure yeah for sure Um, definitely speaking of like i mean imprint is all over the world here you've got you've got the mass man show uh you've got the ringer affiliation um what is it like because i mean for me um of course being a bleacher i of course get it from people that are like oh you guys are just aw shows you just you're (laughs) you just uh you all you guys want to do is talk favorably about AW, and I think in some ways, Ringer guys get the opposite from yeah. from anti WWE mm-hmm. fans. So, 
I, and I see it sometimes, and I'm just like, nah, I think, you know, it is what it is. Like, it's good people working over there, whether it be, whether it be you, um, Cam, you know, Cal's over there, um, Brian Waters, uh, who we had on here as well. Um, but, yeah, I think that Twitter does this thing with both Ringer and Bleacher Report where it's like, ah, well, this is the, this is the AEW uh, <laughs> propaganda site, and this mm-hmm. is the WWE propaganda site. You know what it is? It's it's easier to digest for people, right? Like, you, we found out just as AEW was launching how much real tribalism there was between fan bases. And I think it's just so much easier to digest to see that, well, The Ringer and Spotify, they cut a deal with WWE, so... When the podcasts come out, of course, they're only going to be positive about WWE. But I think we're pretty fair on our show. I mean, if there's something that we like, we'll talk about it. But if there's something that's trash, we'll talk about it as well. And as far as, you know, uh, WWE, AEW propaganda, it just kind of goes to show you that, you know, a lot of the people that talk about that stuff really have no idea what they're talking about. Because yeah, yeah. MJF said this on the uh, uh, the town hall that he had with um, with, with with David LaGreca on Serious News, basically like the, the people behind the scenes, the Russells aren't thinking like that. Like this, mm-hmm. they're not. It doesn't. It doesn't. I, I don't. My check isn't any different if I say WWE is better than AEW or AEW is better than WWE. In fact. We've had plenty of AEW stars on our show. We've had Swerve Strickland. We've had Tony Khan. We've had Keith Lee. We've had Brian Danielson. We've had, uh, you know, God, I got to kick it super hard with MJF at Rosenberg's wedding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like that was, you know, the second time I met him. The first time I met him was at Comic-Con when he bust through and, uh, you know, uh, did the. Um, you guys uh, are doing the panel. Did the panel. Yeah. yeah. With, uh, with, with Christian and, and all mm-hmm. the all the great folks in the black wrestling space. And uh, the second time I met him was very, very different than the first, but I have nothing but love for AEW folks. Obviously I have a great relationship with Jay Cargo, great relationship with Swerve Strickland, uh, Mike Mansuri, Renee Paquette. I mean, everybody back there, they're just uh, been always been super awesome to me. And the wrestling world isn't as big as people think it is. So I don't think no, really it's not. people don't really got time to be on some like, I'm going to wear my, WWE AW badge on my sleeve. Like, nah, man, you are in a golden era of enjoying professional wrestling content. Like, you will only hurt yourself more if you're trying to divide yourself into what's whack and what isn't. I mean, obviously, there's going to be whack stuff out there. But at the same time, like, I'm not rooting for anybody to fail. I want all the homies to eat. I want everybody to get paid. I want everybody to put out the best shows that they could possibly put out because at the end of the day, I truly believe pro wrestling is one of the most interesting forms of entertainment in the world. And I love being able to be in a position to, you know, bring that to different aspects of what I do in my career. So um, I am a, I am a ringer shill. I'm a WWE shill. <laughs> so, <laughs> Somebody and... can clip this right right now. The funniest part, though, is right, Phil. One time we sat down at an AEW show, and we they were doing the pre-show, and we looked at each other like, "Don't we know this guy that's down there on the pre-show? Like, yeah. he looks pretty familiar." <laughs> that's Cass. What's Cass doing down there next yeah. to the big show? So, like, I mean, like. Yeah, I think the, I'm, the lines I think are crossed. The 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 amount of people who've done WWE and AEW TV, uh, especially pay per views, are very very small. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm glad to be amongst one of those people again. Renee Paquette, 
Mike Mansuri, incredible, incredible people. I've known Renee and Mike for a long, long time. They they welcomed me with open arms into Double or Nothing and said, hey, we're trying this thing with the pre-show. We want to bring in some people from, you know, the media world. We would love to have you on. And I had a blast in Vegas, man. Double or Nothing was super ill. Um, the timing of it could have been uh, any better, but uh, I really enjoyed it, man. It was really good. That's crazy. Yeah. They must have had lost my phone number somewhere on my email. <laughs> email must have had misdirected. They was like, oh, damn, Reg, Cassie. Yeah, they almost sound the same. I understand what's going on. Uh, I'm going to let y'all go for next time, though. Like, the, the door's still <laughs> open, and we are still out here. No, really, before we get into it, Cass, exactly what you were saying of how you came from the source to the sports to the pro wrestling is super inspiring for me. It's kind of like the space that I'd like to exist in moving forward in this world, like mixing pro wrestling and hip-hop like that's all of our like dreams and goals and the way that you've done it over the years with complex and all these different things it's like i'm always like yo that's crazy that he's bringing this tiny thing of pro wrestling what feels tiny to us to like these giant worlds so i just want to say kudos to you for always continuing to push the culture forward no matter what it is you're talking about nick's basketball and hip-hop <laughs> is there like it's just like it's crazy to see, man. That's it's super. I appreciate dope. that, man. Um, even back to to Russell Rap days. Shout out my boy yeah. Emilio Sparks. Like, right, you know, friend of the show, friend yep. of the show, Emilio. That's my brother. I've known Emilio since we was knee high, and we've been right. watching wrestling together ever since then. And um, you know, it was. I, I, I don't want to say that you know I helped spearhead any of that stuff. I just really wanted to um, help speak to an audience of people that I didn't think was necessarily spoken for at, at right. that time. Yeah. And the timing of it all kind of fell in, into the same, into a peculiar place because again, a lot of my wrestling knowledge came from anything I watched in WWE, WCW or ECW, but Emilio was a guy who would bring me to indie shows and, you know, bring me to ring of honor shows. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget, like I'll say this, to the day I died, day that truly changed my life, I was working. I think I was, was I at Bleacher Report? No, I was at um, Translation. I was running Stashed at that time with Steve Stout. And, um, flex. you know, flex, flex, flex. <laughs> and then we went to, um, you know, we went to Best in the World. Uh, Chris Hero had just come on the Wrestle Rap podcast. We had just launched it. It was still pretty new. And Chris Hero was like, yo, I'd love to bring you guys to a Ring of Honor show. So, mm -hmm. you know, I come there and mind you, I am my my level of independent wrestling is very limited at that point. And I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I hate to call Ring of Honor independent, but at that time is what it felt like to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we go to Best in the World in Hammerstein. And this is my first time seeing Claudio and the Young Bucks and mm -hmm. Adam Cole and and uh, Kevin was was it Kevin Steen? Yeah, Kevin Steen was still uh, in there for a little bit doing his his whole one two thing. El Generico had won the TV title that night. You know, like this this is my first time seeing people, and I think the main event was Eddie Edwards versus uh, Ed, uh, Eddie Edwards versus Davy Richards. Uh, yeah, in the wow. main event, mm -hmm. and this is my first time, and I'm. Close, like I'm seeing blood smack on me, sweat. They're going for hours, chain wrestling, and uh, it truly changed my life. I was like, "This is like what I thought about professional wrestling is not nearly as big as I thought it was." So, which has yep. really opened me up to so many more, um, 
so many more uh, avenues of where I think I could take this stuff, you know? So just being a media professional, helping people behind the scenes. Um, a lot of wrestlers seem to trust me. So they'll, they'll, they'll come to me when they got ideas or I'll shoot the breeze with them and I'll try and help them as far as like behind the scenes stuff and whatnot. But, you know, a lot of the stuff that you see in the front is really only the half of what I get to contribute to this industry. So Facts. I'm always extremely blessed and honored that, you know, I'm in that position and I don't take it lightly at all. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a little bit of humbleness there because I mean, <laughs> totally. when I look around, totally. when I look around and I look at like who is like in terms of black creators, um, who has been like in the most rooms? Like, yeah, it's you. Like, I mean, you, you, Facts. you've been, you've worked over at WWE, you've worked at Bleacher Report, you've done Complex. I mean, you've done Ringer. You've been, <laughs> you've been kind of <laughs> everywhere, man. So, man, I, I, again, like, it's an honor having you on here, man. I think, mm -hmm. like, when I see you, sometimes I'm like, man. The guy's really doing it, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, All this talk, no, no Wale Mania talk, no love for Just Wale Mania. Wale Mania. Oh, see, I, I, was getting, I was getting there. I yeah. was getting there. So uh, me and Will went to, um, we went to Dallas for WrestleMania in yeah. 2021. Um, we were walking around uh, and I was like, yeah, we're going to go to Wally Mania. So we got there. Night. We were we were talking and uh, I seen you. I seen you come down the stairs and I was like, oh, there's Gas. And he was like, hey, Phil. And I was like, wait, this guy knows my name? I don't know. I didn't know. I <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Stop it, Phil. You popping, bro. Don't, don't be yeah. humble. You don't outside, be humble, bro. man. <laughs> outside, man. Um, yeah, no, Wally Mania is, again, um, <laughs> The funny thing is, this past LA, it was the first time uh, a lot of my close friends, especially in the hip hop world, got mm -hmm. to see what a Wale Mania is about. And everybody that came up to me was like, "This is basically Casapalooza. <laughs> like, yeah. This is like, this is <laughs> like, this is like your brainchild, like on a stage." And mm -hmm. um, I have so much fun doing that thing every year. Um, obviously, you know myself, Wale. Uh, that's one of my best friends on the planet. He's um, you know, come on our podcast, so Wale. Come on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's laying he's laying low for a little bit. I know he's, he's, he's super some, low. Super you know, low. Things are things are cooking up for him. Anytime so. he lay low like that, I know some heat is coming though. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Just lay low. Mm -hmm. Things are coming. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Wale obviously is one of my best friends on the planet, and you know we have seen we have been to WrestleMania 31 together, our first WrestleMania. Yeah. When, you know, Seth did the heist of the century and that same WrestleMania the night before we're in like some church down, like down in San Jose watching like Ricochet, Apollo Crews, uh, Rich Swan, like all these guys. So it was, you know, we've always had this love and respect for for the business. And I think respect more than anything, because, you know, we see especially Wale, Wale knows than every pro athlete there is. And he yeah. would go so hard to be like, yo, listen, yes, this is entertainment, but these guys are just as athletically gifted as some of the greatest athletes on the planet. They do stuff that, you know, you we know for a fact you can't do. And there's always been a respect there for it. So the first four, uh, five years, um, the wonderful uh, Court Bauer, who found MLW, uh, was really doing the, the 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 moving around for Wale Mania when it was much more of a, you know, fan fest, live podcast, uh, sort of meet and greet sort of thing. Shout out Court Bauer. Uh, and, you know, right after my run in WWE was when I was like, 
you know, I should really take the reins on this this year. And this mm-hmm. was the the year in New York. Yes, shout out Zeno Hour. MLW was underrated. And um, you know, uh I, I was I was fresh out of WWE. I think my last I think the last pay-per-view I worked on was the Elimination Chamber when Kofi and the New Day are sitting there on the steps after Kofi, you know, had just, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not gotten his his opportunity to go to Mania. And the reason why I really wanted to take the reins was because, you know, I I was like, we can take this from something that's pretty cool to something that's like a true event. And I think, you know, Orlando had that. New Orleans kind of had a little bit of that. Uh, the first couple of ones in San Jose still felt more like a podcast fan fest sort of thing. But I was like, man, if we could just get this all together and really blow it out, we could have something special. So that first one in New York where I was completely in control was when I was like, OK, like while I has been great the past couple of years, a great excuse for. Wale to dip into his album budget bag and, you know, do some promotion (laughs) wherever Mm -hmm. WrestleMania is. And then literally, like, right after we did uh, WrestleMania 31, I think the album About Nothing dropped that week. And, you know, he had a hit single, all that type of stuff. Uh, But it it really, in in my eyes, has, has always wanted it to be something that any fan could enjoy. Right. Like if you're a wrestling fan, it's the best thing for you to be at. If you're not a wrestling fan, it's a great party to be at. Like it's a good time. We got Mm -hmm. the illest DJs, like surprise performances, you know, surprise guests that pop out. And it just always try to make it as fun as possible. And year after year with whether it be, you know, the partnerships with Foot Locker, the partnerships with Ciroc. Um, you know, we've done some stuff with, with network and Jordan Blair. I think I actually have my, my Wally Mania sevens right here, actually. Mm, uh, wow. Something clean. Oh, right. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Those are hard. Oh yeah. These are never, these are never hitting a goat, the goat app or anything like that, <laughs> but, um, I cherish those, but the, the whole plan for Wally Mania is to always make it the illest party of WrestleMania weekend. And, um, I think we accomplished that. We, you know, we, we, we're we're set up for Philly already. We got the venue locked in. We uh, we got the date locked in. We got a whole lot of great surprises and and stuff uh, getting ready to pop off for that weekend. And the plan is to just continue to grow this thing and in, into something that hasn't really been done before, so people can see just how far we can take it when it comes to entertainment, sports entertainment, professional wrestling, hip hop, all in one umbrella. Yeah. It's it's crazy because uh, I didn't know that it started in San Jose. I was such a wrestling freak. I had just moved to San Jose in 2015. Yeah. <laughs> like every WrestleMania weekend, I was such a wrestling freak that I didn't care about anything but matches. I'm like, I'm going to WrestleMania weekend. I'm going to watch 50 matches, 25 yeah. shows. I don't care about nothing. So that's um, so that's what we did, right? Yeah. So like when me and E, when me and Wale was out there, we would, you know, we, we had been to All-Star Weekends together. We had been to mm-hmm. Super Bowls together. We had been to Grammys. We had been to every mixy black people event you could think of. And us being at WrestleMania weekend, we were just like, man, like, they just need, like, wrestling, you know, watching the wrestling is cool, but, like, yeah. we need a we need something to for people to kick it with. Like, we need something right. that's... That's a fun event. Like, if you go to, if you go to All-Star Weekend every year for several years, I don't know if they still do it, but 
you know, LeBron James, Jay-Z used to have this two Kings party where they would throw every year and literally everybody from music sports would pull up to. Uh, if you go to the Super Bowl, there's always a big, massive party with like a big brand behind it where it's like Beats by Dre or uh, some liquor brand. And it's like hosted by somebody that mm -hmm. makes it part of the entire experience of the weekend. And that was definitely my inspiration for it. Definitely the Two Kings party because we wanted it to feel like not just a WWE party. Like we want right. to be a celebration of pro wrestling, period. So Right. For a number of years, I really prided myself on making sure that you weren't just getting the WWE superstars pulling up. You're getting the guys from Ring of Honor, from AEW, from Japan, people that were on the come up that you didn't even know about. Like Swerve was at the first time I met Swerve was like in person, in person. Um, no, wait, no, that's a lie. I met I met Swerve literally maybe like the last three months at WWE, but. You know, he was at Wally Mania in New York. And, yeah. you know, to go from there to, you know, him just kind of pulling up. And I remember shouting him out, like, right before he was about to sign the NXT. I was like, yo, it's my guy, Swerve Strickland. He's about mm -hmm. to be next up, blah, 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 blah. And then you fast forward to this year in L.A., he comes out to the Hit Row reunion. Yeah. And the place loses their mind. And it's like, there's been so many of those moments throughout the years that's been so ill to watch. And, um I'm proud of that, man. I'm really proud of Wale Mania, and I, and I try to help make it bigger every single year. Yeah, uh, New York was my first one. I remember, like, I'll never forget. I walk in. It's chaos. There's great music going on. But I walk in, and on stage, rest in peace, Shad Gaspar has oh. Leo Rush in a press slam <laughs> on the stage. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. There's wrestlers. There's all kind of stuff going on stage. But I'll never forget, Cass, this is, of course, before Kofi was going into Kofi Mania. When oh. Kofi Kingston came on stage, oh, my goodness. I've never felt anything like that inside of a club. Like, Bro, let me tell like you, man. That, that moment, Cass, oh, my God. That was that was probably one of my most proud moments because, obviously, I, I had just left WWE. Um, I had worked with the New Day uh, extensively during that mm -hmm. time. So, you know, I, I remember one of my last promos that I was working on at TV was um, the New Year's Day promo when, like, mm -hmm. Big E came out with the diaper on and yeah. Kofi yeah. was talking about, you know, you know, people over here getting title shots. And, you know, I, I, I try to get my title shot. It's not like I miss work and I'm always there. And then, you know, he starts, like, going off on these, like, New Year's resolutions. And Woods is, like, just very coyly. I didn't think people caught it, like, when it first happened. Like, Woods is like, don't worry, bro. We're going to, we're going to. Tell me, we're gonna have it. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Just calm down. Mm. And even back then, I, you know, when they said it, it wasn't anything we had written or anything. I was just Kofi, just <laughs> Kofi, just being Kofi, right? <laughs> just going off. And and you know, they're you could write whatever you want for them. If they feel something out there, they're gonna roll with it, and it's right. gonna be great. And um, it was it was crazy to see like that kind of sparked off. You know, okay, we're gonna put Kofi in these situations, and then you know, obviously happenstance happens with with you know ali's injury and mm -hmm. you know the number one contendership and then social media and you know fast forward all the way to wale mania kofi kingston is the number one contender for the world championship and he's not advertised none of the new day members are advertised nope. and you know my guys were, were performing and then all of a sudden 
you see Kofi Woods and E just pop out, dread shaking. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Shaq Gaspar. He mm-hmm. lifts Kofi up. Booker T Man. is there. And, and, you, and mind you, like, you got to remember the, the lead up to that moment was Booker T being the guest of honor there. Right, right. And Booker T pulls up. We do this toast that we do every year with, with Ciroc. And, you know, he said a nice speech. And Booker T, even after his speech, he was, he was, he, remember, he's going into the Hall of Fame for the second time that year. It was a mm-hmm. member of Harlem mm-hmm. Heat. And most of his speech was basically just like, I hope Kofi can do what I couldn't do at WrestleMania. Yep. And then everybody just lost it because it's Kofi Mania. Everybody's getting, nobody's expecting Kofi to actually show up. So when he no. pulls up, madness. madness. And I've been, and I've been to many, many rap concerts that rivals any sort of, your favorite rapper coming out to do their favorite song. Right. Like, oh shit, such and such is yeah. Like I've been I've seen it all many times. Kofi pulling up at Wally Mania with the New Day is right up there with, with all those moments, man. It was incredible. Man. Uh correct me if I'm wrong, Reg. Uh Wally Mania is the first place that all three of us were in the same building. Is it correct? Like first time ever. Yeah, first time ever in um, Texas. I was stre- very stressful to get in there. It took an hour to get to y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Outside the door. Amazing. I'm outside with Mr. Anderson. I'm like, if Mr. Anderson can't get in, there's no way I'm about to get in here. Luckily, when we do all get in there, yeah, that's the first time Phil, Will, and Reg are in the same building together at Wale Mania. And boy, we Mixy boys were in the building that <laughs> night. Bro. I tell you, I tell you, we was it's outside. It's a Mixy now. event, bro. It like, is. I, I'll, I'll put it like this, man. Every year we try to make it. Well, I try to make it as close to like Kenny Palooza slash Duce Palooza as I possibly can. Like right. I know it's not something I could do every year anymore. Uh, there was a time uh, during my mid to late 20s we were literally on tour every single weekend doing palooza parties in la I remember those days toronto crazy, crazy like, times the crazy times and you know having rappers come to pull up and all that type of stuff shooting henny in people's mouths <laughs> life was different back then life was it? different a pre-covid world was very different yeah very we different shooting lots of cognac into people's mouths but mm-hmm. i try to bring that sort of energy to wally mania every year Besides the Hennessy guns. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I think this past year was the full realization of what I know it could be, which is, um, you know, having like DJ Who Kid and, and, and all the ill DJs that pulled up, having the bloodline open it up and, yeah. you know, have an interview and how how hyped they were to do it. Um, the timing couldn't have worked out better with, with Trinity, who was sort of in limbo at the moment. And, right. you know, Trinity was somebody I was, you know, super cool with in my, my WWE days, even though we didn't get to work with each other a ton. But I just knew this would be an opportunity that, that you know, I think she deserved as far as people getting to show her love and give her flowers. Because, you know, we, we know what was going on around that time with her and Mercedes and not necessarily um, – in the mix as far as uh what was going on and things that they could and couldn't do but while mania lives in this like sort of like mm-hmm. gray area where it's like well you're not really wrestling you're not really working it's not really a wwe anything event and um you know she was a no-brainer to be the guest of honor because you know you think of everything she's been through total divas multiple time champion uh you know won the title at wrestlemania I mean, she's she's 
absolutely a trailblazer in the industry. And there's not a lot of places that I think would have properly given her her flowers. So um, shout out the legendary J Rose who put mm-hmm. together some incredible yes. videos. The homeboy, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, he was incredible making these tributes um, for for uh, Trinity, making the intro with the deep fake for me and Gene Oakland that I loved so much. Fire. Uh, and of course, man, like just the entire industry, they just, they've always opened me, welcomed me with open arms and being able to just try and make some cool opportunities happen and just have fun and just know that every year, WrestleMania weekend is work for everybody. Right, like it's yeah. it's a busy ass weekend. You're coming in, you're traveling, you're doing a million things throughout the week, and I'm so happy that Wally Mania has become like a safe space for wrestlers to just kick it and yeah. just enjoy what's about to happen, which is the biggest weekend of of the of the of WrestleMania, or the biggest weekend of the wrestling year. Um, so, uh, LA was incredible. Philly's gonna top it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Now I saw Griselda that same and that same show in New York, and I was like, "Oh, it's over." Like, yeah, oh, can top this. This is the best thing that ever that can ever happen. So, yes, if you're going to be in Philadelphia next year for WrestleMania, definitely pull up to Wale Mania. Don't be afraid. There's some people that are like, "Well, I don't know. I don't blah blah blah." Pull just up. Just gonna have a good time. Up. You're gonna see somebody. You know, people are very accepting. It's just such a good time. Don't miss out. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I. For me, Wale Mania every year. WrestleMania weekend in general is just cool because sometimes, like, you know, you make friends with people on the internet that you talk to all the time, but you don't see them mm-hmm. that often. But, you know, getting to be, go to Wally Mania and see people that you talk to all the time in person yeah. and, like, break bread is cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we, you guys got some legendary moments this year, I think. Not just, like, having Trinity, having Trinity on stage with Jade, having the Big E tribute. Um, mm-hmm. It was a good night. Yeah. Shout Thank out to you, Big man. E. Thank you. Shout out Big E, the, the most one of the most wonderful people on the planet. He truly had no idea uh that he was getting to I think a lot of people thought like, oh, is this he had no clue. Andreas Hale, legendary Andreas, uh kind of a point guard of that entire situation and just sneaking him up on stage. If you know Big E, um even when he comes to Wale Mania, he's not trying to stay long, right? Like no. he's, he's, he's much more of an early bird. So getting him past out past his bedtime was a, <laughs> was a, an adventure in itself, but I was so glad that we got to, you know, give him his flowers. And that's the one thing we do just as a people, right? Like, yeah. you, you know, whether you watch the BT awards, whether you watch anything that just involves a congregation of us, Nobody knows how to give flowers to us more than us, right? Like nobody knows exactly how much people that look like us mean to us than us, right? Mm -hmm. So I always try to make it that every single year we try to give flowers to folks that aren't going to, that may not, I'm not going to say aren't, but may not get that, um, may not get that sort of uh, uh, love that, that, that are probably deserving. We've had several other names in, in, in past years that we've wanted to to be guest of honor um, that I'm still holding out hope for. But I think this past year, it really put it over the top where people kind of understood like, oh man, okay, this is something beautiful to be a part of and something to see. And even WWE, I mean, like, you know, I've, I've 
spoken with people in AEW prior to the event. I've obviously spoken with people in WWE prior to the event, and you know they were are, are, are so they embrace the event so much now, right? Like it went from a what is this for several years to you know we was literally sitting across from Triple H for maybe like an hour, two hour long conversation. And he was basically just like, this is one of the coolest things out there. How do we make it more cool? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And the best, I was like, the best thing you can do is let us keep doing it. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Just, just let us keep doing it. And they're mm-hmm. like, you know, and obviously it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't hurt that the talent uh, are big, have been big proponents of Wale Mania and um, everybody who's just been in the area have always been big proponents of it. So I only see it getting bigger and better as the years go on. So I really do appreciate what it's grown into and, you know, uh, the, the moments we've gotten to make. Yep. Uh, I'm sure people are like, get into the wrestling talk. Get into the wrestling talk. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's get into the wrestling talk. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's cool but because we do this every week. But uh, before we get into the wrestling talk, as a Bears fan, as somebody that has hated the Green Bay Packers my entire life, <laughs> I I watched Aaron Rodgers leave, and I was like, I think this guy's cooked, guys. And I said mm, this yeah. like two, maybe four days ago. I was like, I think this guy's cooked. And so I watched this guy run out there, big flag waving, Mr. Captain America in front of the New York <laughs> New York crowd. He's like running through. I am a real American. I and, and and then you know. Five minutes later, he's hurt, and I was like, "Yeah, I like I almost couldn't believe it." And so I got on Twitter feel, to see. Do you feel good about that, Phil? Does that did that make your did that make your season? Are you happy? Is that going to make not... your Bears? Is that going to make your Bears any better because Aaron Rodgers is out? <laughs> is Justin Fields is Justin Fields going to be a better quarterback because Aaron Rodgers is out? Huh? Is that listen, man, listen, man. You, Relax. Listen. All of these Relax. things may not be true. You know, Bears are still garbage. But it didn't make me feel better that he was hurt. But I did in that moment. It was pretty funny to me. Like, just the timing of it, the fact that, you know, he got this big, you know, hard knocks and everything. You Crazy. drum this thing up. He comes out with the big flag on 9-11. And I was like. You, no, I, I'll tell you, man. Like, <laughs> I was. It only could have gotten worse after that, right? Like, right. you got to understand. <laughs> yeah. You have to understand, like, Jet fans have been eating crap for years. Mm-hmm. Years. This, from the end of the spring up until at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time yes, last Monday was the best time I've ever had as a Jets fan in my oh life. Oh, my God. In my life. I've been through the Rex Ryan years. I've been through the butt fumbles. I mean, and those are my te- and those are those are highlight. Those are good Sanchez, Sanchez, Revis oh, Island. You know what I mean, LT. Like we had a solid team mm-hmm. back then. But from Aaron Rodgers coming out of the 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 darkness retreat to saying, you know, I'm I, I intend to play for the New York Jets. And mind you, like I, you want to understand how swole my head is at this point Mm -hmm. the jets trade for aaron (laughs) Rodgers, right i get on my instagram story and i'm like yeah i was lit aaron Rodgers is a jet who dms me right afterwards pat mcafee pat mcafee is like yo you want to come on the show tomorrow talk about aaron Rodgers coming to the jets i'm like do i (laughs) so Mm -hmm. we hop on the show 
and we're so gassed up. I'm, I'm, I'm talking trash to Patriots fans, Bills fans, everybody, and Pat is giving me the, the probably the biggest rub I've gotten in a long time just being on that show the day after the Jets trade for Aaron Rodgers. They, they you know, and he shows up to camp. He does all the stuff. He's trading Zach Wilson like he's Gohan and he's Piccolo. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, he's bringing Hackett down. He's saying, don't talk crazy about my coach. They do hard knocks. Hard knocks is like Jets fan dopamine every week. Like every week I'm just getting more and more gas. I'm every, like, I'm hyping like, these guys up every week. Super mm. Bowl. Super Bowl. That's Super all I was Bowl. thinking of. All I was thinking of. And it wasn't even like Aaron Rodgers had to be Aaron Rodgers. He just didn't have to be Zach Wilson, all right? right? Because the defense, special teams, coaching, everything, they just needed somebody under center. So watching that man come out with old glory and seeing MetLife, mind you, the Jets don't get primetime games. They don't get no. any of these looks. So mm-hmm. I don't even recognize what I'm looking at. I'm like, this is how MetLife Stadium looks at me? Like, I'm like, we don't, <laughs> like, we don't even get primetime games like this. I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I didn't even watch a second of Raw. <laughs> and then four plays in, he goes out, and I'm just uh, – I wasn't even sad. I was like, this was supposed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I was like – as a Jets friend, karma. Like, as soon as he rolled back down on his back, I'm like, he's hurt badly. Yeah. I'm like, he's hurt badly. I'm like, there's no way this is good. There's no way. There's no way as a Jets fan – if you look through the Vinny Testaverde years, the, yeah. the Chad Pennington yeah. years, getting hurt week one, Damn. Brett Favre getting a, a, a as a as a as a, the bouncy gate thing with Brett Favre, like things happen Sheesh. to Jets quarterbacks. Wait, Brett that it, was a, a New York. Oh yes, was my Jets. God, yes. the Packers he connections, was, buddy. He wow, the, he I forgot Favre. Was... He had the target on him for bouncy gate. That's why oh, he now went out. God. That Jets team, that Jets team was like six and two that year, something like that. They were really good. They were really good. And then Bounty Gate good. pops off. They're like, "Yo, you'll get such and such dollars if you take our breath off." What happens? So it was as soon as Robert by the yeah. by the Minnesota Vikings. As soon as Aaron Rodgers went down, I was like, "I understand. I understand." But I still believe in my Jets. I still think they. I, I, Brees Hall, Brees Hall came back and looked like he didn't miss a beat with the torn ACL. You got Dalvin Cook in the back as well. Garrett Wilson is is a, is a is an all league, all pro wide receiver. Zach Wilson just has to be mid. That's it. Don't be bad. I don't even need you to be great. Just be mid. Don't turn the ball over. And I still have a a, a, a lots of belief that it could be a fun Jet season. Is it going to be a Super Bowl season? I ain't going to jump that much out the window. Uh, uh, <laughs> Might might be a little wishful thinking there, but who knows? That uh, defense is still legit though, so you know defense wins championships. We'll see. Managed to pull out a miraculous win here because Buffalo couldn't get it done. Uh, they still and they still beat Buffalo, which is all that matters. They there you still go. Still got the dub. Yeah, so, so there you go. I, we'll see. I I I did laugh pretty hard at it. I I cannot lie. <laughs> I laughed pretty hard at it. Um, and then when I realized he was really hurt, I was like, oh, I don't want him to be like seriously hurt. But yeah. I still got a good laugh at it. I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. I, I, I got some tweets off in the moment. Um, it, was, it was a fun maybe 10 minutes for me. Oh, uh, but trust and believe. Trust and believe. If the Jets beat the Cowboys this week, I'm all in, baby. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm, all in. I'm buying Zach Wilson jerseys. I'm like, we are Back, yo. That is the Jets go in there and handle the Cowboys. Trust me, I'll be insufferable. Listen. Insufferable. Uh, 
and, and going into this weekend, just because I've been a, you know, abused Bears fan for my entire life, and I just know how this team is. Um, I just knew we were going to lose bad to the Packers this weekend. Well, last weekend, because I, I, I was sitting looking at Phil, just the circumstances. You want to know a secret? The Bears aren't a good franchise, bro. What? <laughs> just not. This, I, I just think not. he knows that. He's very I, I, aware. Listen, I've been He's following this team aware. for my entire life. I'm aware that this, mm-hmm. this franchise is awful. Um, I won't get into all of the all of the heartache that I've gotten from this team. Uh, but I would I would not buy in this year. I knew I was sitting in another room while other people were watching the Bears game. Would not even turn it on because I knew they were going to lose. And so <laughs> um, I seen it. I seen the last few plays of the game, and I was like, "This is it happens every year with this team, with the Packers. So when Aaron Rodgers went down, Packers legend, I, was, I felt like Denzel at that moment. Like, nah, nah, nah. I'm leaving here with something, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> Y'all crazy, yo. Uh, uh, but yeah, nah. Uh, all good. All uh, good, man. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We're good. <laughs> you got this. Yeah, you got this. Uh, I won't mm-hmm. get into the New York Nets fan. Uh, I won't get into the New York Knicks stuff uh, as a Bulls fan. And the rivalry with other New York Knicks fans that I've had for many years. But mm-hmm. uh, it, was, it was an interesting week of football because we got The Rock doing game day with uh, Pat McAfee. Um, and then that led into, and then the rumors of what was supposed to be the WrestleMania main event for this year. Very um, interesting. I think most people think with this Cody stuff, um, and Cody wanting to finish the story that, uh, this was going to be it. This was going to be Cody's year to win WrestleMania, but it seems like we could have gotten a rock match. <laughs> Does it? Does it sounds it? it sounds way better at four, at forty to me off rip off rip. That's the first thing 40, I thought of. You know That's what I mean? The first thing but I, I mean, of. The Rock in L.A., Hollywood, the connections. I think they were trying to make these two things happen. Then, so I kind of believe The Rock when he says that uh, it was a lock and you know things that just didn't work out and they had to put the pencils down because they couldn't make it happen. But I'd have to assume WWE wanted this guy in L.A. I'll say this. We had we had Brian Gowertz on the podcast maybe a month and a half, two months ago. Brian Gowertz is the senior VP of Seven Bucks Promotions. Mm-hmm. He's the author of an incredible book. Um, go check it out when you, if you get a chance. And uh, obviously, a, a longtime WWE shot caller, head writer, and, uh, you know, worked with The Rock a long time. And... We asked him straight up, you know. I know, obviously, you know, for the for the sake of the show, I, th- I think Grapsity and other podcasts are a little bit different than Mass Man Show because I, I try to, just for my own sake, keep it as kayfabe as possible and mm-hmm. try because I still like being a surprise. I still like, you know, sometimes I find out stuff I wish I didn't know, right? <laughs> so I could, yes. so I could truly enjoy the show. Tell me yes. about um, it, brother. We, so <laughs> we know, <laughs> we know, we know. Tell so, me about it, brother. Uh, <laughs> so Brian was basically like, we asked him, like, you know, is this the last time? When are we going to see Rock in a ring again? And, you know, what he basically said in so many words, I'm just paraphrasing here because I don't have the exact quote, but he was basically like, you know, um, the one thing we know about The Rock is he continues to be so tapped in because of Brian. And, you know, Brian knows more than anybody that once you take off that K 
cap, you can't put it back in. Right. So they were always super careful about uh, the way he, they explained it to us. He was always super careful about, you know, mentioning the bloodline, mentioning Roman, what's going on. We see, obviously you go online, everybody's like, Roman, your family's, I mean, Rock, your family's falling apart. Why don't you do something about it? Like, obviously that's all seen and, and heard and noticed. But the way he explained it was basically like, you know, you can't just have the Rock come in and not have him do something momentous or know that this is the, the caps off the bottle. Now the genie's out the bottle. You can't put it back in, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. So when he mentioned that he would be surprised if this is the last time that the rock is ever in the ring, that's when my ears started perking up. And then, you know, McAfee says the rock's going to be, on you know the McAfee show and it, it just seemed to me that you guys have mentioned and I think that the talk ever since the fallout of this has been well there goes Cody finishing the story mm. where I'm just like doesn't this make the story even better like am I not am I, am I miss y'all really think like we're just gonna like the rock's not gonna be doing house shows after mania or anything like that right like no. i know that i know there's the strikes and stuff going on but i'm pretty sure the rock's eventually going to go back to doing other stuff mm-hmm. so to me i didn't see it at all as oh man gosh cody's never going to finish that story no to me it seems like oh the story just got a whole lot better for Did for it? months to me i think so i would say i would say from after WrestleMania, you got Cody and Brock for several months. And my big worry, I'm like, Cody and Brock could hold you down for several months. And they did. And, and, and I think Cody came out 10 times better than he went in, you know, be, beating Brock Lesnar, getting the hand raised and all that type of stuff. But just in my opinion, I don't know more than anybody else. My big worry was, okay, what are you going to do from that stretch from SummerSlam to the Royal Rumble? What's happening there? Because if, that's usually historically a time where people kind of tune out. Football's back, other sports are back, things going on. You know what I mean? You're not necessarily tapped in on, on wrestling like that. So that was my biggest worry with Cody finishing the story, in my opinion. So I'm just like, well, got the rock here. Cena's back. McAfee's jumping in. You got this big merger that just happened. There's so many things. And there's so many obstacles now for Cody to finally do what he intended to do when he first returned. So obviously, I don't know more than anybody else. I think the fact that The Rock came out and straight up said this was the plan, it didn't happen, I'm available for this, is, in my opinion, again, I don't know anything more more than anybody else, I think it's a... Here, look at this, look at this, look at this while I'm doing this. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like it's more of a, hey, people like the McAfee show, it's on ESPN, everybody's going to watch it. Like, right. to me, it seemed like something that was, I'm going to show you something here while we're doing something under here. And yeah. I think the fact that he they were completely forthright, it was just rare. I mean, nobody's, I don't think people are priming The Rock on what to say. And he's The Rock. He can say whatever the hell he wants on, on the McAfee show. Yeah, pretty True. much. Yeah. I think it's, in my opinion, I think it's only going to help Cody's story because if anybody respects the family business of professional wrestling, it is the Anawai dynasty and the Rhodes family. 
Mm-hmm. And I think there's a way between now and Philadelphia that all this stuff sort of finds its way to make sense. And I still personally believe the in the home of Rocky, the, 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 the city with the biggest underdog in the history of underdogs, I still think there's a there's a path to where Cody gets it done, in my opinion. Uh, Rock's first, I'm now thinking Rock's first WrestleMania main event was in Philadelphia, WrestleMania 15. It was against Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, you know, there's there's opportunities there, man. And listen, I I know it's the the fun thing to do, the the fun meme to do is, is, is rag on Cody, but... I honestly believe this is only going to help him in the long run. I think this mm-hmm. is only going to enhance the story. I think the fact that so many people think, oh, well, Cody's done for now, is only going to give him more of a mountain to climb to get to WrestleMania and to beat Roman Reigns. Hell, if he's got to beat The Rock to get there, there's an mm-hmm. obstacle there. Like, there's so many, there is even more, there's probably going to be more mountains to climb this year than last year. And the dude tore a peck, had to go through the Royal Rumble, had to go through an entire unified bloodline to do us all this stuff. Now there's a possibility he might need to face up against the great one or uh, Cena or yeah. any of these guys to finally, finally be looked at as a dude that is uh, in a, a bona fide, non, just elite main event status. And, mm. um, you feel like WWE always gets it right with these round number WrestleManias, 10, 20, 30, 40. It's always been about, if you follow the trend, WrestleMania 1, 10, 20, 30, and 40 have always been about somebody overcoming insurmountable odds. Yeah. Number one, Hulk Hogan uh-huh. slams, slams Andre the Giant. Number 10, Bret Hart loses to his brother in, in the beginning of the match, beats Yokozuna for the world title at the end of it. WrestleMania 20, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, triple threat matches. We know how that happens. WrestleMania 30, yes, yes, yes. Brian Danielson. WrestleMania 40. Could be Cody. It could be Cody. I think it'll be Cody. In my WrestleMania opinion. 40, Roman Reigns wins again. Don't be. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. What so, you think? So, so It's time. So off Rip Red, do you think, because uh, we've done this a few years now in a row, of them hyping up the rock roman as the main event uh do you think this main event has actually happened next year i <laughs> somebody said it was wrestlemania 3 you're right it was wrestlemania 3, wrestlemania bad, 3 yeah yeah Aaron. you're right the rock <laughs> i see uh that thing last night got to me it really blew my brain up because he didn't say nothing about them. He didn't look at them. No mention. Jay Uso didn't say anything about it. Nobody connected these dots that, hey, The Rock is here, dude. Like, get him to help with this story. They're like, no, we're still telling this other story with John Cena for some reason. It could be what Cass is saying. They're distracting to do another distraction. But I'm like, they would have. If I got The Rock, he's here. We've been waiting to get him for years to say something about this story, I'm going to have him say one word about him, not lead an asshole chant for five minutes. Bro, say something about the bloodline. What are you doing, brother? I think that's part of it, Let's though. See. I think that's part of it. I think there is, in my opinion, and this is just me from the outside looking in, it feels like a big brother, little brother complex to me. I would, It would make all the sense in the world. If I'm right, if I had the pen, 
I'd be like, yo, The Rock comes back. Doesn't he didn't acknowledge? He came back. He did I his rock stuff. Here. All right. He did his shtick. He came with McAfee. He did the sing along with the rock. He did all these things while this generational run, probably the greatest run anybody in that entire family's bloodline is ever having. And this man did not acknowledge him on SmackDown. Yeah. You mean to tell me Roman's not going to look at that funny? You of mean to tell me Roman's not going to be like, no, you don't deserve WrestleMania. I don't want to see you at WrestleMania. I want to see you right now, <laughs> you know? Um, that's just me. I think all that stuff is part of it. I think the fact that these things have been happening, The Rock's been existing, his daughter's in a cult, Roman and his family's <laughs> fighting, all this other stuff is happening. And The Rock is so head in the clouds, has all these other things to deal with, that it's not it's not even worth his time. And I think that is a, that is an angle that I think people could work with when it's time to, for The Rock to finally be involved in this storyline. Because like Brian told us in the podcast, once that genie's out the bottle, you can't put it back in. And Rock knows that. Everybody that works in wrestling knows that. He can't halfway mention Roman knowing that he can't commit three months yeah. to make this thing really happen. Right? That's exactly yeah. what that, that's, goes along to what I'm saying. Because like yeah. you don't... Tomorrow, uh, Fast and Furious 11 could call, and he's out of here forever. You know what I, mean? like, <laughs> well, I don't know. The strike could be over. And I'm about to say, depending it. on that strike, we won't know. <laughs> but. Yeah, but that was my thinking because um, uh, when he said all of this stuff, I said, man, you're not going to trick me again, Rock. I'm not <laughs> buying it. I'm not, not, I'm not buying that this is going to be the main event. We've, we've been getting teased this main event for so long. I was like, you're not going to trick me. And so I saw him say all these things, and then I was just sitting watching him last night and i was like no nah, i still don't believe you i still yeah. don't believe that this is going to be the main event you gotta show me but it got, of course you know all of this led to what is really the big talking back point is that the rock returned to wwe last night on smackdown in to denver colorado pop that i've never heard oh brother 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 that crowd went bananas Crazy. for the rock i i did think it was a bit funny that um the year where our former co-host and our friend is uh, not going to WWE shows, is constantly traveling, um, that he would not be in the building for this. That was really funny. I'm like, they're yeah. in Denver. This is hilarious. <laughs> they're in Denver at the ball arena. Damn, and Will. Will it was not probably in, in the building to see this. Um, I thought that that was very funny. Uh, but, yeah, this was, this was The Rock. The Rock is different, of course, like, there are pops and there is that pop. That pop yeah. he got last night was <laughs> insane. Um, and just like, he's still the rock. He still just demands the attention he did. I was watching him walk in and he was like, he like took somebody's phone to take a selfie with them. And I was like, nah, right. he's different, man. He's not, he's just different, man. He's, he's on different, a different bro. level. Like, um, it's, it's literally like Mike, somebody put out a, the illest tweet. He was like, I wish they could do that in real sports where like, yeah. it's fourth, like you're on the Minnesota Vikings, it's fourth and goal. All of a sudden, Randy Moss runs out. <laughs> and it's like, well, the defensive coordinator is like, I didn't plan for Randy Moss on so the fourth and goal. We just throw a fade for him. He gets a touchdown, leaves, mm -hmm. waves to the fans. Uh, I thought that was really funny. But nah, man, The Rock's different. The Rock is different. He is 
He's the biggest star much, in Hollywood. He's, he's the giant. Star, Hollywood. He's the he's one of the biggest stars on the planet Earth. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. he is the most yeah. followed male in the world on Instagram. He is the Michael Jordan of this shit. Like yeah. in no uncertain terms. Like yes, you can have your 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 Mount Rushmores. You can have your people who are your favorite wrestlers, better bell the bell, all that type of stuff. There is no bigger star in the history mm-hmm. of this business than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And when he no. makes a moment, yeah. it's a moment that everybody is paying attention to. Like he said, it does matter what The Rock says. Yeah. And, you know, there were little crumbs throughout the night, too. Did you notice? I don't know if you noticed, but, you know, Hammond was talking to Solo. And Solo was like, I know what I need to do. And I'm going to go handle it. And as Solo was leaving, Heyman goes, but who gave that order? Mm. Right? When Solo first came, when Solo first debuted on the main roster, he was sent by the elders to protect the tribal chief. He's getting orders from some elder. He's getting orders from somebody. And there's been certain points where he's either looked at Roman or looked at Jay or looked at Jimmy. And you could tell that he's like, if I had the orders to do what I want to do, I'd do it. And to me, it seems like this is all eventually going to coincide with a big story. I believe. Mm. Yeah, I man, I there are crumbs of stuff there. I did notice that. Um, Shout out I, Autistic Weirdo. He said, WWE crowds are so funny. The Rock has become a failure in Hollywood, and this is close I wish I could be a failure. I mean, as much as I so mean, that's, that's being this, a failure. Sign me weird. all the way up. Listen, no man. Listen, uh, you could you could say what you want about Black Adam or whatever, but brother, like he is far from a failure in Hollywood. <laughs> and I and I enjoyed right. Black Adam for what it was. I didn't think it was a bad movie. Um, hey, but... it, it it made more money than a lot of other superhero movies did that year, which shocked me to be honest. But yeah, man, look, I. Guys, I felt you, but I ain't gonna hold you. I didn't like the movie. I thought it was. <laughs> I was definitely like, yeah, no, nah, I'm. They straight. can't all be hitters, guys. Yeah, they, they, they all can't be. Yeah. They all can't be. They they can't all be the Flash, man. It's alright. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I thought this was a uh, a good night of wrestling. There were a lot of uh, Easter eggs, like you said. There were crumbs there. Um, I was very skeptical on this turn from day one. Did not like the turn when it happened at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. This Jimmy oh, turn is Jimmy not working. And, Jimmy and this Jimmy turn is not working, man. It's not working. Mm. Um, and they're in the weeds with it right now. I I thought you know maybe give it some time once he comes back. I, last night I was sitting watching. I was like, this is this is not working, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not working. I will say this. This is definitely the first time in the Bloodline storyline that there's divisiveness in, in, in yeah. how people are receiving it. So right. there's definitely people that are still... I, I think there was a, a point between last spring, like Sammy joining, like from last spring up until mm-hmm. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, that pound for pound, you can make the argument the Bloodline is the greatest wrestling storyline in WWE history. Like mm-hmm. You can make that argument. Mm-hmm. I think it's been going on so long. I think just naturally we're in like the back to the future three era of the bloodline story. It was like, yeah. this is good, but do we really need 
need to go to the OS? We don't need that. You know, but I, I'll say this, man. They've earned way more than enough equity, in my opinion, um, to sort of make this right. And I don't know if I think what's making it confusing for consumers, in my opinion, is that Jimmy's attacks have been just random. Yeah. Um, he's not necessarily, you know, Paul Heyman saying like he's in the bloodline, but he's not in the bloodline uh, has been confusing to some people. But I would say to me, it's still working because of what is done for Jay. And I think Jay has, you know, taken it, taken the football. It's just me, oops. Yeah, I mean, bro, that those those drone shots of the crowd going like this, I don't care what he does bell to bell. If he can do that before every single match, star, star, made it better. You know what I mean? And you know he can get it done in the ring. And, and I think the story that's being told for Jay is – more interesting than Jimmy because now he's going to a brand new place with no family trying to make things right. While Jimmy is still trying to kind of figure himself out. He doesn't have a brother. He's not necessarily in the bloodline right now. He's kind of rolling solo on his own. And you never really know how the rest of it's going to shake out because Roman's not around. And I think ultimately he's the one who really moves the needle on this storyline, right? Like, yeah. as good as the Bloodline storyline was, it what, needs Roman. I mean, it, it, it needed Roman, and it needs Sammy, right? Yes. Like, Sammy, mm-hmm. Sammy was a guy, and, and now Sammy's sort of by proxy back into the Bloodline storyline, and he was such an important, in my opinion, such an important figure to the story that I think now we're starting to get some time to really circumvent and course correct and seeing what's working and what's not working. So um I agree. I, I I think I think the Jimmy stuff is confusing. I will I will give you that. It, it is very unfocused. I think but, that's the biggest issue with it. But my but the it's confusing for Jimmy but only because to me it's working so good for Jay and it's yeah, this interest there in Jay. Do do you think that that's a byproduct of the Jimmy stuff because I think the Jay stuff has been working since day one, no pun intended. Hey, uh, hey it, I saw what you did. <laughs> it, it's I I think from the beginning of the Bloodline stuff, um, ever since Roman won the title and he became number one contender, uh, Jay has benefited the most from all of this. So I don't think it's that the Jimmy stuff is doing what it's supposed to do because it's helping Jay. I think Jay has always benefited from the Bloodline stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think Jay's always one could argue the Bloodline storyline's main character has been Jay, right? I agree. Like, it's, it's Jay. Uh, you could you could make that assumption, but you know, Jimmy's Jimmy's kind of put in a situation where you know he's kind of he's not the main character, right? Like he's on his own, but I don't think he's being treated as a main character. I think Solos is is if there's a hierarchy of people. It's clearly Roman, Heyman, Jay, Solo, Jimmy. You can find some space in there for Sammy as well. You can find some space in there for The Rock, sort of overseeing this whole thing. Uh, Cody's in there somewhere. But this somewhere. has always been this has always been about Jay, in my opinion. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And um, I think 
I'm just I'm I'm willing to give the J the Jimmy part of the story a little bit more time just because of everything we've seen from the bloodline so far that has always made me be like, uh, can they take it? Can they take it? Oh, they did something that got me popping again. All right, great. And then we got another three or four months to go. <laughs> yeah, I think they can come back around to it. But it was interesting seeing Rock come out and they went with theory instead and they didn't do any bloodline stuff like like Reg said. Yeah, it's pretty um, interesting. Um I will admit, because at first, when this thing first started, I was mm. like, all right, where are we going with this? Why are you going with theory again? It seems like this guy's kind of dead in the water. I think theory did pretty good in this segment. He came out way, way, way better than he did with that Cena promo. <laughs> he you know did. I, I, yeah. I think that this helped him a lot more than the he Cena did. program, the entirety of the Cena program. He was super strong. In the, I, after this promo, I was like, okay, yeah, Austin Theory got it. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. I held on to my Austin Theory stock where a lot of you <laughs> yeah. people was selling it. Mm-hmm. I heard everybody on Twitter, everybody on social media. I'm like, I'm telling you, when they put this much effort into a guy, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before it hits. Like, he's in that area where I still think a lot of people aren't necessarily sold on him. But this is gonna. This is another notch in the hat. Like every time he's had a big moment, it's either involved Pat McAfee, Vince McMahon, Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm-hmm. The Rock, like John Cena. To me, in the history of WWE, when they put this much effort into a guy, it's not like he can't wrestle, right? It's just people don't. They don't have anything to care about him for yet, right? Like yeah. you just got to give people something to care about when it comes to a character and listen i'm, I'm reading the, i'm reading the comments overrated mm-hmm. sucks she was all right still selling all that type of stuff crafty, y'all baby. said the same stuff about <laughs> roman reigns when he was rocking a bulletproof vest mm. y'all said the same stuff about cody rhodes when he was in aw doing ladder matches and being like oh wow he just turned heel da, 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 da. as much as i've seen it when they put this much effort into a guy, eventually it, it'll hit. Yeah. And now that's the job of the established superstar. You got to give them something. Give yeah. them something to take to the next level. The Cena stuff. Yeah. I didn't mean, really. It... No, go ahead. Go, go, go. No, I was going to say it's a tough road when you're a Vince handpicked guy. It's um... a tough road. It's not easy. People think, People think it's easy, in my opinion, to be a person who is – a number one overall pick, mm-hmm. which I think Austin Theory was in the eyes of WWE. And it's not enough for him to just be a good hand. It's He needs to be the person that a lot of people are going to have to cash their checks off of in a couple of years, right? And I think a lot of fans are still kind of waiting to see that moment where it's like, oh, man, this, oh, this guy's a no-brainer main eventer now. Um, but I think he just keeps continuing to stack these moments. I think he looked great with the rock and McAfee. Um, he's starting to get his presentation down, right? Like the intro with the, the triceps and the thing and the light turning on. Like I can see that eventually starting to catch on, but I could also see catching on like the opposite too, where like he becomes so hated that he becomes like 
this ironically liked guy <laughs> by people like me, like people who are just like trying to find the good, like, to, and that's just my natural. That's just, that's just my, that's just no, my, my I, natural I totally understand what you when mean. there's I, so many folks just like, Oh, this guy don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have it. I'm like, you know what? Watch this guy have it. Watch when this dude, watch it, when it happened to Roman fans. I, I watched Roman. I, I watch Roman that. fans disagree the entire time. Every time like, people were like, nah, this Roman stuff ain't hitting. This Roman stuff ain't hitting. Yeah. And the more people went against him, I, I mean, we've seen it. As a Punk fan, i seen when Punk got on the podcast and he said, you know, make Gotta Roman, make Roman, look, Roman strong. look strong. And people, <laughs> people got upset and Punk fans, you know, galvanized around that and they started disliking Roman fans. Roman fans did the opposite. They decided, no, this is our guy because mm-hmm. we don't like that guy. We don't like you know, the other side of this debate. So Roman's our guy. We're sticking with him. And I think some Theory fans are going to do the same thing. Um, I I do think he looked good. I was a bit surprised they didn't go with Grayson Waller, but I took that as they had already planned the Grayson Waller segment. My boy Grayson Waller would have cooked him. That's why. <laughs> I mean, he's nervous. Well, he's like, you, I can't be in there with Grayson Waller. That's going to be too much. He'll cook me. I'll tell you this. <laughs> if, if, you think, if you think this was something that was like, planned out for weeks and months it was it wasn't now it was not <laughs> like it was coach prime got people in colorado mcafee's here rocks here merger just went down let's make this a smackdown that you know everybody in the world's going to be watching we got television rights that we're, we're, we're renegotiating soon we're doing all this work it's like we'll figure the rest out right rocky want to do what we'll figure it out we'll figure it out and that's what so, you're supposed to do so in my opinion got- so Twitter got it wrong because I seen Twitter saying, "Man, the strike got uh the rock here." Nah, we might n- need to thank Prime Time, man. <laughs> that's what I, that's the first thing I Coach said. Prime, I said we gotta thank Coach Prime. I mm-hmm. think look, they got Offset out there. They got like, Wu Tang, Wu Tang, like Cam yeah. and Mace, like everybody's mm-hmm. out in Boulder, Colorado, to watch these boys. So um, it didn't it didn't seem to me that this was a. Uh, it just just from the outside looking, it didn't seem like something that was like a long term planning thing. It just seemed like no. let's let's make a moment. Let's make yeah. a moment and then we'll circle back to it later. I don't expect to see Rock next week or soon or no. again for a while. It just right. seemed like the, the stars just sort of aligned with Colorado, college game day, ESPN, TKO, SmackDown being in Denver, Extreme Mana. Extreme Extreme mind. Mind. <laughs> I think I think I think the stars just sort of aligned. And sometimes that is fine. Sometimes just like yeah. you know what, I don't need a long term storyline. I just want to chant Rocky, sing the song, do the eyebrow, hit the elbow, send everybody home happy. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Definitely. And man, I was sitting there the whole time when they were building it up. When McAfee was was uh, teeing this thing up, and I was like, Oh, Rocket's really here. Because at first, like it was like, Oh, he could be here, but. When I saw how the, the, the segment was going, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's really oh, here. Oh, when, when he was the first one out, I'm like, oh, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He is here. Yeah. No, nah, and I mean, it's just, man, it's rock, man. Like, when when the when the uh, theme, theme hit and hit the, if you smell, I was like, bro, mm-hmm. we're here. I was out of my seat. Like, this yeah. is rock, man. It's one of the greatest okay. wrestling stars of, uh, ever. Not even his generation. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. And you don't know when the next time you're going to see it. Too, so it's just like screw, screw long term plan. Like, just enjoy just, it. Let's just yeah. let's let's just see the rock do the hits <laughs> one mm. time, and then we'll we'll circle back when it's time to to finish the story or 
become the, the, the tribal chief or whatever the hell they're going to do with it next time. I think <laughs> this was more important, in my opinion. And sometimes you got to strike with an iron tie. Colorado, for some reason, God has shined the sports world <laughs> on them. You got an NBA championship. Right? You got oh. Deion Sanders. You got Coach Prime. You got Shador Sanders. The Rock comes back in his city. Like, the sports gods have just shined their light on, the, on Colorado for some reason. So, and that's so, just how it happens sometimes. Shout yeah. out to them. Yeah. yeah, some some guy that that's from that city also just happens to be working at AW now. Yeah, mm-hmm. so what's going on in Denver? They they up they up in Colorado. <laughs> they up uh, since California some love. California love. Colorado's yeah, a low key. Denver's a low key fun city too. Right now, don't right. say um. I heard those uh, Dwight Howard rumors. I'm like, what's going on over here, you guys? Like, <laughs> I, 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 I we're I, playing the, the wrong games over I, here. You I, guys. I mean, let, let's let's relax a little bit. L. A. and California has gotten plenty of love over these. Mm. <laughs> They've got plenty Lord. of love. Mm. Getting getting another pay per view. You're getting you're getting oh, full gear. gear, baby. We outside. Yeah, good good. Nah, NXT is coming up in, in my hometown too. At the end of the month. Can I just tell you how how much I laugh every time uh, they say Bakersfield on, on NXT? Yeah, it's pretty funny to me. It's hilarious <laughs> to me. I'm like, what? Why are you guys going there? What? It, Don't go there. It just. Because, like, even when they were during the Wesley and uh, Dragunov match, they were like, mm-hmm. who's going to Bakersfield? And I was like, nobody. Nobody. <laughs> no. I don't think anybody should. You guys shouldn't either. <laughs> Crazy. No, my, my my hometown friends are very excited about that show. Are, are you going? Be, you pulling I, up to No Mercy? My friend's uh, 40th birthday is that weekend, and he wants me to. I'm going to be in Bakersfield. So, uh, so if somebody my... could get me in, I'm not going to pay dollars for that. What do you think? This <laughs> Put me on the list. So, I mean, what did you think, Reg? What did, did you think? Because I did think Theory did well in this. I think that this was a great segment in general. But what did you think? Did you come out of this uh, hopeful for what Theory could do moving forward? Uh, yes, actually. Honestly, I thought he held his own in this. Um, they gave him, like, the promo. I, I keep harping back to the the John Cena promo because John Cena just like smothered him, and Rock gave him time. Rock let him cook just enough to really get over. And I don't think he, with the chance and everything, I don't think he was buried. And I thought he looked pretty strong coming out of it. I thought that uh, this was a great moment for him coming off of kind of being stagnant a little bit after what's happened in WrestleMania and everything. Yeah, yeah I, I, I also don't want to be on that. Um... I also don't want to be on that video montage with people saying that Austin Theory sucks in a couple of yeah, years when he's right. like, when he's the main event at WrestleMania. Like, when he oh, has no. this hate me now video. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Nobody Everybody thought I was a flash in the pan. Da, da, da. Now look at me. Like, come on. Son. Like, yeah. You yeah. mentioned it. Like, they got the Miz to a main event at WrestleMania because yeah. of they weren't gonna, they weren't gonna miss what to do. They're like, we're gonna put this machine behind them. And can't be a ton of people who have gotten this much this much real estate than Austin Theory has. I think it's just mm-hmm. it's just going to be a matter of time. It's going to be a matter yeah. of time. I mean, and, and the report we got, I think it came from Nick Hausman, where he was saying that this was all Hunter's um, baby putting this segment together. And so I think people are still of the belief that Theory is just a fence, fence guy. No, no, no. I think nah. Trips also also they really all like him over there. Um, I, I I mean, Austin's an everybody guy, right? Like I hate yeah. I hate when people are like, "Oh, this guy's a, he's a Vince, he's a Vince prospect, he's a Vince guy." You don't think Triple like Triple H? 
You Triple think H. Vince was out there in Evolve shows watching, right, yeah, <laughs> watching yeah. Austin Theory right back yeah. then? No, that was Hunter. That was Regal. Right. That right. was HBK. Like, yep. everyone's technically a Vince guy, right? Like, it, it doesn't make sense where, to me, I mean, obviously it was a lot easier black in the black and gold NXT guys, but, oh, this is clearly a Triple H guy. But it's like, it doesn't behoove anybody to make someone look better or worse especially when they're given that position. So it was, it was, it was weird to me, man. That, that thing was always weird to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I definitely think there are more people back there that like Austin than people think. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. I, I think, I think Austin theory is, I think what's, what's gotten him so much real estate is that like people really like the guy. Like right. he's a, he's a yeah. good, th- like, mm-hmm. I hope I'm not, you know, messing up the illusion for a lot of people but Austin's like a really good dude and like they want to see him do well like he's got everything that you would want and it's their job creatively to like make it all work and connect with you the fans so yeah I, uh, yeah I, I could see that right. I've definitely talked to other wrestlers that speak highly of Austin Theory and that made mm-hmm. me kind of look like okay what is it that they see in him that I'm missing because, and I like I said, I've heard more than one wrestler speak highly of him. Yeah, Same. yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a good dude, and he works his ass off. Um, he's young as hell. He's not green. He's willing to learn. Um, all things that I've heard about Austin Theory, and obviously, The Rock, Cena, Stone Cold, all these people can very easily say no. I don't want to work with this guy. Yes, <laughs> yes. Right? and it's happened before. They the have. fact that all these people want to work with him should tell you what they think about this kid. And the fact that is they could probably all tell you their stories. Brock, Rock, Cena, Stone Cold, all these people when they were 26 years old. When I was 26 years old, I was, you know, if I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin, bucks, I, was, baby. I was I was the ringmaster. I was, you know, behind <laughs> they not, like they all have stories of not getting it mm-hmm. and then eventually getting it. So I think there's I think there's a vested interest in them because they all know what it's like to be that handpicked person and not see it sort of like pop off right away. So it would make to me, it would make the most sense for that. Yeah, uh, we did talk a little bit about NXT. Um, I don't watch a whole bunch of NXT. I'll I'll admit it. Like I think at at one point I was just completely off off the train because it just Mm -hmm. wasn't the NXT I was used to anymore. but the last two episodes of NXT have been pretty good. I'm, mm. I will admit it. Um, I think uh, Dragunov is special, man. They've got they've got something really, really special going on with him. It feels like he's going to be the next NXT champion. Um, I think the stuff they're doing with Melo and Trick is good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big story this week is the man showed like up on NXT and won the NXT championship uh, finished the story, so to speak, um, <laughs> um, and popped a huge rating in the process. Um, listen, I spoke highly about Becky on this podcast before, but I really think people don't put enough respect on this woman's name. I right. think that she's one of the greatest women's wrestlers ever. I think she's one of the best to ever do it, and this was a huge moment for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I-, I did the episode of The Bump last week and i got to talk to tiffany stratton um right before the match and my my podcast partner my dude uh david shoemaker was somebody who was super early on the stratton train she was Mm -hmm. like this girl has the goods like she is gonna be a, a a top top star in no time flat i got to meet her in la 
for a WrestleMania weekend. And like, you know, presence is a key. She definitely has presence. She's trained by Greg Gagne of all people. Like, um, you know, like legitimate grap style. And, you know, she's a gymnast. So those swan time bombs, those best moonsault ever, the PMEs, like all that smooth. stuff just comes mm-hmm. just smooth and natural. Um, and she got to have an amazing match with Becky Lynch, you know, somebody who was probably itching to get into the ring with somebody young and somebody who could just really, she can help make a little bit mm-hmm. and, and give them that, that rub. And I think they put on a hell of a match. I thought they absolutely killed it. Um, I, I think they're probably going to run it back at no mercy. And, you know, we'll see, you know, probably Becky Lynch in Bakersfield, California, <laughs> <laughs> defending that NXT title. All right. Maybe uh, I'm pulling up. Maybe you got to pull up. But <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big Tiffany Stratton fan, man. Like, I'm always I'm always a big fan of characters, first and foremost. Like, you know, a lot of people get on me about not being super, which is ridiculous, by the way, not being the biggest AEW fan because this, that, and the third. It's like... <laughs> no, I just I just love character. I just love when I could turn on the TV mm. and in five seconds I'd be like, I know exactly what this person's about. As soon as you turn on Tiffany Stratton, like you see the blonde hair, you see you saying Tiffy's epiphanies and all this type of stuff and being to the tiffy top and all this stuff. I'm like, I know exactly who that person is. And if she could be a halfway decent wrestler, I'm I'm invested. And turns out she's actually pretty damn good. Um I thought it was really dope, man. Uh, I can't wait to see where they take it from NXT. NXT has been super fun to watch lately. You got Dominic Mysterio down there causing havoc. Carmelo Hayes is is rising into you know superstar status as well. Um, I'm a big, big fan of Ilya Dragunov. Uh, the Braun Breaker stuff I thought was hilarious. I think NXT is, you know, it was a, it was a weird time for NXT the past two or three years, right? Like the 2.0 thing kind of, it's, it's hard when you're doing like a hard reset of something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think in the long run, it was probably the best thing that could have happened for, you know, the way they want to create their stars now, you know, like there's been so many times, I mean, we've watched countless hours of NXT TV over the years. How many times have we seen somebody absolutely kill in NXT and be like, ah, I wish they could just stay in NXT because we don't mm, know yeah. what they're going to do in the main roster. Or, ah, yeah. this person's going to be NXT champion, but how are they going to fit, you know, up there? Where I think now, ever since the 2.0 era and now the current era, um, it just feels like it's a much more of a seamless transition. Like people could bounce in and out back and forth and not just, you know, the NXT roster to the main roster. The main roster guys come down to NXT and it doesn't look like I'm watching somebody fight a high schooler. You know what I mean? Like when Seth Rollins and Braun Breaker, you know, main event in NXT, it looked like a match I could see with 80,000 people watching. Same thing with Brittany, uh, Brittany, uh, Becky Lynch and uh, Tiffany Stratton. Like it, it's, it, the, the transition just seems a lot more seamless and, as a big fan of the black and gold era, I understand people's gripes about uh, the way it sort of went away, and I understand that. But it's hard to argue that it hasn't been seen as a net positive since then. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the sort of stars that they've been able to make and the op- and the opportunities, not just you know, I mean, think, look at the look at the Judgment Day, right? Like Finn Balor was sort of like treading water for a bit before he went down to NXT, got his feet back wet a little bit, came back up, and now he's main event status again 
Baron Corbin is in the same process right now. He was kind of treading water for a bit. I think by the time he gets back to the main roster, he's going to look like a million bucks. Uh, so it's going to be tight. I can't believe it went this long. I haven't talked Jay Cargill yet. I was trying to get all of the all of the, all of the notes, get get all of the get all of the big big WWE news out of out of the way. Um, yeah. But yeah, what happened with Jade? Oh, you haven't heard? <laughs> nah. Um, Phenomenal take, match last take night. Take a fill, take a rest. And she looked great. Also, um, Jade Cargill apparently is finished with AEW. Um, she had, we were all very surprised when they announced this match for Rampage between uh, the TBS champion Chris Statlander and Jade Cargill. We're like, why are they doing this match so quickly? Why are they doing it on Rampage? What's all everything going on here? And then, like, pretty immediately after Rampage, uh, Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful Select, they dropped the story that Jade Cargill is finishing up with AEW. Um, what do we think about this? We don't have much longer with you, Cass. Let's get your thoughts before you have to uh, run on out of here with the football. Um... I will say this. I think people who follow me and know my work know um, I'm cool with Jade. Jade's good yep. people. Um, so I'll say as much as I can say without yes. Sean Rossap going nuts with this headline. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's watching. Uh, I know he's, he's watching. You, th you think he's going to slide in here like Chicks moves and he's going to have a clip? <laughs> 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 Like, I'm not saying that. No, I say I say it like this, man. Like I'm, a, I'm a big fan. My, at the end of the day, I always tell people I'm just a massive fan, and I want to be able to, you know, continue to see people have incredible moments and and you know at at their best absolute time. Um, I don't think it's hard to argue that as much of if, if anybody has two eyes and has watched wrestling before, they'll see Jade and see that she's a star, yeah. right? And it just seemed to me, I felt like anybody who saw, anybody who watched Jade, even though she had the great um, winning streak, even though she held the TBS championship, in my opinion, it did seem like she was treading water for a bit. Now, granted, she's still very, very new. In wrestling, she's still, but I think for a while, and just in my opinion, I almost felt like sometimes that was used like too much of an Achilles heel towards her. Yeah, like I think people, I think people went a little bit over the top on the oh man, she's 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 not that great of a wrestler sort of thing. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. I mean like she's 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 just as good as anybody out else out there. Yeah, and she makes up for everything else with. The pomp and yeah. circumstance, the, the superstar status, and all that type of stuff. So I would just say this, man. Just as a fan watching, to me, it looked like the TBS championship was much more of an anchor than an elevator, in my opinion. I think for a while, there was times that I would just hope that she would have to drop the title so she can get involved in storylines that matter. And I, as, as somebody who watches wrestling, I'm always like, I don't care about championships. I don't care about wins and losses. I care about positioning. And if you're not being positioned correctly, um, it's hard for you to break out. It's hard for you to be taken seriously. And even though as a fan, I'm watching, I'm seeing that she never loses matches, you know, 
and she has this championship that is going to be so forever tied to her for like the rest of time um, that it, it, I don't think the TBA's championship was necessarily booked as well as it should be for a star of her status. Now, granted, mm-hmm. if um, you want to put her in a situation where she's still being able to learn, but she's still able to um, be seen as a megastar, mm-hmm. I understand why you do that. But I just believe there was many opportunities during, you know, if what turns out to be the end of Jade's AEW run, that they could have done some things creatively that would have made her even more interesting than just, wow, look at this girl with the physique and the awesome moves and the music and the, the hair and all that type of stuff, right? Right. Um, so just creatively, I would think that she probably has done all that she can do in AEW. Mm. Um, I think with everything that she's got going on, I don't think there's a lot of other wrestlers, AEW or WWE, that put in more effort to be a star, not just in the ring, but outside the ring than she has. Mm-hmm. She's worked with Brian Danielson. She's come so anybody who's watched that match last night can see just how far she's come in so many years. Right. And that does that goes without even saying like her being in music videos of French Montana, being at Wiley Mania all the time, doing the Breakfast Club. Like, I mean, mind you, like you gotta remember, you know, I talk to Charlemagne like every day. And when every day, like we got Charlemagne, you see the names this guy's dropping on the floor. That's another flex. That's another flex. So, so I put like, all right. So let's talk about the Breakfast Club, right? Like, you know, um, anytime any wrestler is in doing the Breakfast Club, Charlemagne hits me up right away. Yeah, like, yo, what do I know? What should I ask? Like, what's going to be a good thing, thing, thing? And you know. Jade, you know, when she did the show, I mean, it was, she was money. And Mm -hmm. she was somebody that they were all aware of before she even got to the show, Mm, which is rare. You know what I mean? Um, I think just the effort that she puts in to maintaining that physique and being a one-of-one star being able to grow within the ring and learn from some of the best to ever do it. I think Brian Danielson is, I could count on one hand how many times like before I get to his name as far as the best to ever do it. Right. And the fact that she was a name before she even stepped into the ring, like it all just kind of seems to me that taking the, what's the word, the, Taking the landscape of where the industry is, you only gonna want more for her. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if this was the last time we see Jade in AEW, um, and judging by you know Britt Baker challenging for the TBS championship the day after when mm-hmm. didn't seem like she had any interest in the TBS championship before then. Man, duck in uh, the kind of kind of kind of is a tell so 
Um, it is. It is. I thought mm-hmm. about that immediately, um, mm-hmm. and I, I wonder what that come up on this podcast. I but I thought about that immediately. That Britt never talked about that belt until right. Jade. But I'll tell you this: possibly though, if, gone. If this is if this is Jade's last appearance, I think it is addition by subtraction too. Right? Like, because if you're doing all these things to like protect the fact that she's not according to aw fans people that are in the know that she's not that good of a wrestler well now that she's not there there's no reason why your women's division shouldn't flourish now right <laughs> like you got two you got two Maybe. championships you got a bunch of women who you know have been sort of fighting against each other for the same title and telling the same stories here and there chris that is doing chris that things but I just felt like there was so much more they can do with that women's division that they were, weren't doing because yeah. they feel like they were probably trying to build Jade, mm-hmm. you know, for that moment. Um, I think she was great in AEW. I think AEW was great to her. Uh, but it just seems to me that if this is the last time we see Jade in AEW, uh, she's going to be. I don't really know what to say with that. She's 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 on her way, man. I'll just say I'll just keep it like that. <laughs> she's on yeah. her way to to doing stuff that I, I. So I'll say this. I think people see Jade and see the aura and probably think like, oh, this is somebody who's just in it for entertainment. Like, that could be further from the truth. Like, she has a true passion for this thing. Like, she has a true passion for the game. She has a true passion for learning, for getting better. She knows what could come from all this stuff. Like, yes, obviously, I think her ambition might, in my opinion, just from the outside looking in, I think her her ambition might be a little bit intimidating to some people. Yep. I think the the fact that she is somebody who has literally every God-given sort of you know attribute that you would want for a professional wrestler that somebody who doesn't just want to be a great professional wrestler but wants to be more than that as well i feel like that could be intimidating to some people and if the rumors are true that she would be heading to wwe she'd be in a locker room full of people who probably think the same way she does Mm -hmm. and knows that nobody gets there alone it's a team effort. People, yes, at the end of the day, it's a selfish business and you want to do what's best for your own career. But as far as the show is concerned, a rising tide always lifts all ships. And I always felt like she's going to be, if if she ends up in WWE, she's going to be in a locker room full of people that know it's part of the job to be more than a professional wrestler. It's part like all the stuff that she was probably going hard for to get you know, outside of the ring is probably going to be a regular ass Tuesday for her now or Wednesday or Thursday, whatever the hell it is. Um, so I'm a big fan of hers. Really proud of the work she's done in AEW. Really proud of the growth she's had. And I'll just say, I think the best is yet to come. Um, yeah, it just, it's crazy to think about. I, I was ready to come into end this week and talk about her returning last week <laughs> on collision and days later we're now talking about her possibly leaving this is literally grand opening grand closing um yeah. it, 
it's wild to think about. I, I definitely think that if she's done, I do think the AEW fumbled the bag on this one. I think that... Um, Stop saying people fumble. Stop that. I hate it. I hate, wait, I'm sorry. Well, I hate well, it. Well, well, hold on. People, hold on. people leave companies, right? And something like, oh, they WWE No, it is a I, business. It's a business. It is a business. But the reason I said that they fumble is because I think that they had something really special in her and i think that they could have done so much more she's um, what made them stand out in my opinion i i any I think, poster any video game any cover that had her on it was what made them stand out in my opinion like, yeah i yeah I, I think that uh because the thing is we're in an era where everybody can wrestle right we're in an era where most guys that are on tv can wrestle most guys and women can wrestle and i think it's a rarity to have somebody that has the aura that she has, the the star power that she has without, you know, without being like this five star wrestler, quote unquote. And so I think that that makes her stand out. And I don't think that they had anybody else in that women's division like that. And I won't say that I think that the TBS title was an albatross. I don't think that it I don't think they held her back because she made that belt. Um, that belt is not a thing without her. Um, but at the same time, it is a shame that she did not get a chance to go for the main belt if she is done. It is a shame that she did not get any of the big feuds like Britt Baker, like Hikaru Shida, like, uh, like, I mean, she did wrestle Thunder Rosa, but like some of the bigger stars in the division, it's the same. She didn't get those matches. She had pay-per-view matches, but she didn't get like the big matches. She didn't get the big storylines that she should have gotten. And that's kind of what I mean when I feel like they fumbled this because they, they did give her the reign. She is the longest reigning champion in the history of the company. She did have a great undefeated streak, but she didn't get the rivalry. She didn't get the story. She didn't get, she didn't get some of the things that I think would have pushed her over the edge. I don't think a lot of people are going to even remember those title runs. Like right. anybody who anybody who was on social media when the news broke out, you know what was shared more often than any of those jade matches there's two things her entrance at double or nothing and who told you it was open mic night bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. it's about moments. To brandy <laughs> it's about moments man like it is about moments like there was so many opportunities i see a comment in the section that said the baddies in the baddie section like that was such a Mm-hmm. Man, fumble. Man. Like, that was such a lame. Yeah. But that's, that's, but that's what I'm saying when I say fumble. Like, you had the baddies. They could have did more with the baddies. I don't feel like they did enough with Stokely as her manager either. Like, they brought him yeah. in for a little bit. That didn't really go anywhere. Like, yeah. next thing I know, we were back to the, to the uh, Smart Mark stuff. And I don't mind Smart Mark. I think he's great. But, man, when you brought Stokely in, there was so much excitement about him being um, tied to Jay. And it didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, no, I, I I would say, and that's why I always say like victory, wins and losses, titles do not matter to me. Mm-hmm. Positioning matters to me. And you could say she was 67 and 0 and she was the longest reigning champion and all that type of stuff. A lot of those matches took places on Rampage or took places against women that she was just walking over. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't take the opportunity to make more moments with her. Anytime yeah. she got an opportunity to, in my opinion, anytime she got an opportunity to have a microphone in her hand, she made a moment. Cut, Tony cut the shit, right? Like anytime, you know, there was a story being brought up. I love the, the Nyla Rose storyline. 
Like yeah. when 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 Nala Rose stole the title and they were going back and forth with it, whatever. I thought that was hella fun. And that's gonna be stuff that I remember from her AEW run. And I think that's that's something that anybody who's a fan of professional wrestling will tell you. Like, yes, it is nice to be a five-star wrestler. But as far as the megastars in professional wrestling, how many of you can say are five-star wrestlers? Megastars now. Yeah. Who? Um, that are megastars? It's megastars. There. Like, I mean, of course, like right now, I think Becky Lynch. Not, not even not even megastar. Becky Lynch, right? Yep. You know Becky Lynch can have a five-star match whenever she wants to. You know Charlotte Flair can have a five-star match whenever she wants to. Rhea Ripley, whenever she wants to. But what makes all these people special, in my opinion, is that extra, that other stuff, that thing that you can't teach. And it took a while for Becky to get it, but once Becky got it and became the man, gone. Charlotte, I think I think Charlotte was on a, a, a different trajectory than everybody else. I think she kind of came in with, uh, you know, came in with incredible sort of hype and lived up to it and never really, I feel like she was the first Divas champion. I think she was Divas champion like a month in or something like that mm. and, and kind of kept it going from there. When Sasha Banks became, you know, the boss in NXT, she didn't look back, you know. Um, wrestling is a weird thing where in certain instances you can be as technically sound as entertaining from bell to bell as anybody but a lot of the times and cody said this on on a on a dale uh, arnhart jr podcast today is like people remember the moments people remember the moments and i think there was opportunities to make moments with jade that yeah i don't think they took advantage of i yeah i mean for starters i think it is absolutely wild that they got to their biggest show as a company and jay was not a part of it i think it's crazy that she was not a part of all in um like just consider well, i don't think I, from my from my opinion i don't think it was from from aw's fault like mm-hmm. i think well, AW, I, mean, I think AW very much wanted her to be a part of the show but yeah yeah i mean i mean but i mean i'm just saying in general regardless of why it didn't happen like considering the year she had last year it's crazy that she was not a part of twin about of, of all in. I mean, it's crazy that we're talking about Mercedes possibly coming in and that's not the match we're going to possibly get. I mean, <laughs> when you think about Athena going to ROH after the match she had with Jade and becoming like possibly the best women's champion in the company right now, and we're not going to get that rematch possibly. That sucks. I'm sorry, suck. but it does. It does suck. It does suck. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm a, I'm a big Jade fan. Uh, I think she's going to do amazing things no matter where she goes, what she does. Uh, but I will say the best is yet to come for her. I'll put it like right. that. Yeah, I agree. But, man, I'm sure we've hold you, held you a long time. Um, <laughs> I think you got to go. But uh, we appreciate I do appreciate you. y'all, man. Phil, Reg, uh, you guys – Keep doing what you guys are doing. Uh, I, I love what you guys do. Um, wrestling is in such an incredible space right now. And anybody who can get in there and do what they love, make a little bread on top of it, and continue to positively contribute to this thing that we all love so much is always going to get love from me. So shout out to you. Shout out to Reg. 
Shout out to everybody who fight for it. Thanks for having me, man. This is super fun. I'm glad we finally got to do it. Thanks man. for coming, man. Super dope. Of course, Appreciate man. Y'all take it easy, yo. Yep. Have a good one. Later. Man. Appreciate Cash for coming through. Yep. Uh, hold on just a second. Let's get back to normal here. Back to normal in this joint with the two two for up up on us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh it's been uh it's great having Cass on, great discussion. Um probably can get into super super chats and to humper chats in a few. Um, yeah. You know what it is, you know. Send us your super chats. If you want to send us humper chats, send us your humper chats via humperchats.com slash fightful. Facts. Um I think uh this is it because we've talked for a long time here. Uh, <laughs> a good place to j- throw a, a break in and hear from our sponsors. Yeah. We've been telling you about the benefits of fitbod.me slash PPV for quite a while now, but there's so much more. 150,000 five-star reviews, over 5 million downloads, 400 million workouts logged. A lot of people have tried out FitBod, and now you can too. You can get 25% off at fitbod.me slash ppv all of your subscriptions give you full access to their premium features you need to stop guessing and start working they have daily workouts that generate your workout of the day based on your muscle freshness preferred muscle group and things that you want to target there's equipment selection so maybe one day you have bands maybe one day you don't maybe you have weights one day maybe the next you don't maybe all you have is the ability to do body weight exercises they help you out by using the equipment that you have available. There's goal and experience settings. There's muscle recovery. You can connect to your Apple Health, your Fitbit, your Strava, all that good stuff at fitbod.me slash ppv. Street counters, timed intervals, circuits and supersets, and you can ask trainer or ask a trainer if uh, the video demonstrations and exercise instructions are not good enough for you. Fitbod.me slash PPV. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash PPV. Wherever you are in your fitness journey, get the most out of it with Fitbod. Of course, you can get 20% off of your subscription by using our code Fitbod.me at Grapsity. That's Fitbod.me at G-R-A-P-O-S uh why am I trying to black house about it? <laughs> G-R-P-S-O-D-Y, um, fitbot.com. Um, man, uh, what a wild week of wrestling. Just Not just the rock yeah. stuff, just Jade stuff. Um, yeah. I'm sure our super chats will have be full of uh, the most reasonable opinions. <laughs> yeah, no, everything's fine over here. Uh, no, it's been a, a pretty wild week of wrestling. I think if we were just coming in here to talk about the Jade stuff, it'd be super interesting but not the rock being on smackdown just kind of blew everybody out of the water but yeah we talked at length this week about jade and the uh implications and and the consequences and everything kind of surrounding it and i'm still pretty shocked honestly like um yeah it's like not all the stuff you and Cass are talking about, but like they just like I think the craziest part to me is like you handed like this golden platter to them to just like have at it. Here's a here's a fucking tailor made main event superstar. I think like 
I know people are talking about uh, uh, wrestling, but all that's out the fucking window now. She goes to WWE because they're going to present her totally different. They're going to uh, uh, her strengths are going to be, you know, at the forefront and it's going to be way different than she was presented over there in WWE. When you got like Paul Heyman, who knows yeah. how to take someone and take that, the what makes them great to make it even greater. Uh, I think that she's going to be on a different level there. So for them to just be like, here you go. This woman could be at WrestleMania. This woman could headline with Charlotte and Becky and Rhea and like all this. It's like, I'm pretty surprised that they would do that. That was the most surprising part to me, I guess, kind of just thinking that all this stuff that they invested. I remember being in media scrums with Tony Khan sitting next to Jade and him being like, this is the future of our business. We're so happy to have Jade. We love what she's doing with this run and thinking of uh, all the matches you said that we are missing out on and what potentially could have happened. I'm like, what happened here? What happened here? Yeah. Wild. Um, yeah. My, 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 my dad just, just showed up and that's what I was talking to. <laughs> off, off mic. Uh, but, Shout uh, out to pops. But yeah, no, man, this is uh this is this is wild to think about. I mean, just the timing of it is so interesting as well. I mean, yeah, that I feel like stuff. I, I feel like this is wow. the most we've seen. And it, it kind of sounds crazy to say this, but this is the most we've seen public criticism of the women's division. Yeah. Um, I mean, with the sign, with the Lefisto stuff a few weeks ago, um, all of this stuff is happening. And then um, you lose possibly the second biggest star in your women's division if she's leaving um that's a big deal and the perception of that is not good i mean i'm sure some people won't see it that way but i don't think that it's good this is of course me saying this this is my opinion i don't think it looks good um and especially with that report we got this week from 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 sean via fightful select that it wasn't about the money um it ain't about the money if (laughs) If it ain't about the money, uh, if it if it's Phil, not about the what money, happened here, Phil? I don't know what happened here. But that's what I'm saying. If it's not the if it's not about the money, then what was it? And yeah, there's only so uh, only a few more places you can go with this. And um, yeah, you could argue maybe she felt like she just was gonna do better over there with WWE. Maybe there's more opportunities over there. But that's not. That's not the impression I got from all right. of the interviews she's been doing. She's Correct. been saying for the longest that she's very proud of what she's done with AEW. She don't want to mm-hmm. be anywhere else. She mm-hmm. talked very, um, she talked very candidly about doing the tryouts with WWE and how she managed to come here and prove herself. And so I don't think it's just a matter of she always wanted to be there and she's going to leave. I just don't see it that way. I think that she wanted to be in AEW. I just think that. <sighs> I know Kaz didn't like me saying it. I think they fumbled this, bro. I, I there's no there's no other word I can use here. I think they fumbled this. I think that again, you can say they gave her the accolade in having the TBS title, but bro, we all wanted to see her move up and get the main title. We wanted mm-hmm. to see her get the run that Britt got. We mm-hmm. wanted to see her get uh, the opponents that she didn't get. We wanted to see her get the feuds, the rivalries. I, all, all this time, I've had that Athena rematch circled. Like, mm-hmm. that's the match. Like, we saw what this did for Willow. Imagine what they could have did for Jade. And we mm-hmm. never got there. Um, and I think that's I think that's a travesty. The fact that we're probably never going to get this Mercedes match now is, <laughs> like, nah, that's awful. Um, 
there's so much more that they could have done with Jade. They left so much on the table with her if she's done. And I do think the match she had with Statlander last night on Rampage was very good. I liked possibly, it. Possibly her best match with AEW. Funny enough. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it just seems like they could have done so much more here, man. On the other hand, though, my friend, I do think that she is a tailor-made WWE superstar, though. I don't think, like, that part doesn't surprise me. Like, if she ends up in WWE and is a big star, I'll be like, yeah, like, she carried herself like that. I think that's what kind of where, where some of the disconnect happened with AEW fans is that a lot of them are wrestling purists, hardcores, and Jade carried herself like a big star. And sometimes yeah. when you carry yourself like that, people equate that to WWE stuff. So, like, it felt like she's trying to be what, but no, she's just trying to be a big star in general. She doesn't care what company it is. Like, yeah. she's going to help your company being a big star. And I think that's kind of kind of what you got into is, like, she talked probably about her time in AEW. She was working with Brian Danielson, dude. There's people yeah. that work in AEW that don't go to Brian Danielson for advice and she did she worked with him she could have went to anybody she could have went to the big show he's big she could have went to all these other people that uh kind of could have did something but no she went to Brian Danielson to get help so like it's a different she was making a different investment for herself and I thought that for her I feel a lot like Cass says when you see her on a poster when you see her on a video game when you see her in these press conferences and being at these places, you're like, damn, who's that? You know what I mean? Like it yeah. feels different. It's like, okay, like there's some cool wrestlers on here. There's a lot of bearded white guys, but like, who's that? Who's that? <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I, I think mean, that's the part that that's they're they're gonna miss a lot. Yeah, and I mean, look, I anecdotal evidence is anecdotal evidence. Sometimes that's not the best uh proof of anything. True. But I know doing this podcast, we've interviewed several wrestlers. Um my sister does not watch a lot of our interviews. Mm -hmm. She sat and watched the entire Jade interview exactly. because she saw her and she was like, who is this woman? Who like, is that? I, I love everything about her swag, like like her confidence. I want to know more about this person. And mm -hmm. I think that says it all, man. Um, I just think that because uh, I've seen people in the chat there like, oh, y'all are pubbing this up. Um, they brought this woman straight in and her first match with the company was with Shaq. Shaq. You, Shaquille you don't just put anybody in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Cody was there, uh, but just putting her alongside Shaq and giving her that stage immediately says mm -hmm. a lot. Um, it, I don't know, man. And I, I, and I think from there on, her star power just kept growing and growing and growing. The fact that she has done so much other mainstream stuff after this and she has so much crossover appeal, mm -hmm. I really don't think they realized what they had in her. And um, yeah. And again, that's if she's gone. I mean, I, I I can stop saying if she's gone. Are we still speculating? I'm like, I don't think I, we're speculating I, 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 anymore. I, I think I think she's gone. I mean, if it's yeah. my opinion, I think she's gone. She's out of here. I, I think she's going to debut as soon as possible over there. Yeah. If the report is true that her contract is up, um, it's just like she. I would have debuted her last night, but you got the Rock. You could probably wait till Monday. Yeah, I, I mean, you're Monday. not gonna put her. On the show <laughs> no, she's with, a Rock here. With, with the rock and seeing that she would have the, the story would have got lost among those two guys but i i think there is a big possibility that she can show up even monday or next friday and that's um, crazy and, and if it's and if it's me i'm bringing her in with the same cody treatment bringing her with mm -hmm. her name mm -hmm. um bring her in with the same music same mm -hmm. presentation everything don't change mm -hmm. anything um 
and I think it's off to the races. Then you can do all of the big matches. I mean, to me, I think that there's there's the smart thing to do is to give her the TV matches and show people, yes, this woman can work. Uh, and then you can plop her into whatever the big pay-per-view matches. You can put her in the rumble and you can get all of the big moments. Uh, but I think she's going to do just fine if she goes to WWE. I think in some ways they're going to understand what to do with her. Um, and I think branding wise with just the, with TKL, TKO and the Endeavor deal, I think this is a good opportunity for her. She, um, I think she's going to do better in WWE. I think the way that she works and the way that she per- she's presented, <laughs> they are. That's this isn't even a knock at AEW. I guess it kind of can be in the long run, but just like I've always thought she was a WWE presented style wrestler. And when people are talking about like she's she doesn't need any of that bullshit y'all are talking about five stars matches any of that because she's going to WWE. That shit doesn't matter over there. They're gonna fucking have her doing these big moments. She's gonna come in, pump kick uh Charlotte out of the ring, have these big eliminate 25 people in the Royal Rumble, and she's off to the races. We don't need five star matches anymore. Five star matches that you guys are clamoring for for some reason from Jake Cargill. What do you want Jake Cargill to have a five star match for? That was all to happen in AEW. <laughs> We're moving on now. Now, with what she has, she doesn't even have to improve. She doesn't have to do anything with just what she has. Superstar status in WWE. Superstar. Like, imagine I, I them built like. What they want to build with their wrestlers in NXT, she's done. She's it. You guys she's already, already helped it. me do. You guys already. You gave me this sixty was, plus matches of doing it. Now I mean, it's time yeah, to go. To, to be honest, like if you look at it this way, AEW was truly developmental for her to go over there and Which be is crazy. a bigger star. And it yeah. did not have to be that way. It didn't have to. It did not have, to, have to be to. that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I guess to put a bow on this and to wrap up the Jade stuff. Um, I think the biggest telling thing about all of this is uh, it's a bit different with Cody going back. There are very there are similarities between the situation and the Cody situation, but it's different with Cody going back because Cody was there yeah. to start with. This was one of your prominent homegrown talents. This is mm-hmm. a first for AEW. This is <laughs> this is a first for them. Somebody that they completely molded and made a star jumping ship is a big deal. And anybody that acts like it is not. You're just not being honest, man. It is a big deal. Bro, she's on the cover of Fight Forever, the video game. Right there. Smack dab. You know? Again, this is a big deal. This is somebody that made her name there. Not not in any other indie promotion before coming to AEW. Nothing. She got zero matches before AEW. Nothing. She's a purely homegrown talent for AEW. And for them to lose her um, two years later. That is a big deal. Um, I don't know. Dude, going from uh, double or nothing to like, oh, she had the streak and then she lost it. And then from there to here is like, damn, what a crazy couple months. Like, I thought, like you, just like you said, we thought we were going to come on this show to talk about her returning to the promotion. <laughs> and they was like, psych, she's actually not returning. Just the one match. The one match was fire, though, and what a great way to go out. Her and Statlander definitely set it on fire, but um, yeah, it's uh, the 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 best is, is yet to come. I think honestly, I think she's gonna have a better run over there in WWE. Uh, AEW, um, this woman's wrestling, so everything will be fine. Uh, yeah, let's definitely move on. Let's answer some super chat. We've went two hours. 
and 50 seconds. And uh, finally, we are here. Leron Four says, thoughts on Seth being ranked number one on the PWI 500. Hey, can you guys hear me? I saw someone saying that my <laughs> mic went low. Um, Make sure Phil's mic is back. He has a lot of words. Hold on. Um. Yeah, I, yeah. I turned it up. I don't know if if you guys can hear me, but that sounds better. Uh, uh yeah. Um, listen, I sat here uh, and I sat on this podcast, and uh, you guys no sold me every time. I said this guy was yeah. the guy. I mm-hmm. sat in spaces, and people were like, "Nah, you're wrong on this." I sat in the spaces once, and I said, uh, "Seth Rollins is doing better heel work more at the moment." Then Roman Reigns. And somebody was like, nah, nah, nah. You're bugging. I said many times that this guy, character work-wise, is doing some of the best character work of his career. And people are like, nah, what is it even the character? And I seen him last night cut this promo that basically explained the character verbatim, given some things that I have said multiple times. Um, I've been wrong many times. I, I will give. I will always admit when I'm wrong. But I was not wrong about this. <laughs> I was not wrong about this, and I've seen people that are like, "All right, well, you know what, man? Did 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 we'll acknowledge this? Did he give you? Did he finally apologize and and stop no selling you? No. But you know what? That does not matter anymore. There's a simple formality in this conversation. I can no longer be denied, guys. <laughs> Seth Rollins is the number one wrestler in, in the world. I was right. It's okay to say that I was right. I've always been right about this. Oh. I wanted to say I didn't have anything to do with this, but I, I had a lot to do with this. Actually. You did have stuff to do with yeah, this. And, I you know, I, I, I did... Uh, yeah. I did uh what what I what I felt like this was coming and I saw the saw the cover of that magazine. Mm-hmm. I I simply sat back in my seat and I've had a few moments with Rollins this year where I just sat back in my seat and I I didn't say a word because deep down I knew but it's all right because mm-hmm. my guy Seth Rollins is the number one wrestler in the world according to pro wrestling illustrated that's not yeah. according to me anymore i don't have to i don't have to prove it anymore yeah seth rollins is number one in the world if you didn't yeah. think this like mom was coming it was coming buddy you should have seen it a mile a mile away i write about this seth rollins is the number one wrestler in the world i knew it and i still i knew it was coming and i still did you didn't think this was coming look bad I put up with a lot of slander, buddy. I put up with a lot of mockery, yeah. not just on this podcast, on Twitter, across yeah. the world, buddy. I can no longer be denied, goddammit. Fuck with your boy. Seth Rollins is number one. Have at it. Have at it. It's so funny. In the, uh, as people probably know here, I am on the committee for the PWI 500. And so when we were, of course, we started at the top, like, who should be number one? Everybody has their things. I went in there. I'll be transparent because this is my <laughs> podcast and I can say things. I went in there, Orange Cassidy, uh, on the Orange Cassidy train. I was like, I'm going to try everything in my fucking heart to get Orange Cassidy on the cover of this fucking magazine. But that was shut down pretty immediately because of, you know, status and things. But like the orange that Orange Cass- the run that Orange Cassidy had 
was top notch. It was up there. Yeah. Also, Gunther, very high. I was like, yo, Gunther okay. has brought this championship to prominence. People are watching this show because of this guy. And, you know, that's all that. But then, like, five five minutes in, I'm like, how do we make this magazine? How do we have this magazine and not have, just as a biased kayfabe looking at this list, not Righteous Reg, the guy that likes Mafu, just as a wrestling journalist making this list, looking unbiasedly, how do we not put Roman Reigns as number one on this list? The bo- He's a box office smash. The company revolves around him. The, all the numbers and accolades are going to be on his back. So for a minute, I was like, how do we not make this guy number one? Isn't that like, if we're talking kayfabe, how do you don't get more kayfabe than fucking Roman Reigns? But at the time we started working on it is like, Seth Rollins had kicked into full gear, no pun intended, with his championship run. And it was just like, well, what he represents and what he's doing and what what he's done for that championship and the timing, I think, it just was like, I think maybe Seth Rollins it is. And then someone was like, oh, that he actually hasn't lost a, a match since January. It's like all these things started connecting together. And it was like, oh, I think Seth Rollins is going to be number one. The funniest part, I think, is we made like, I think we went, we went through like 100 of the people and we like disbanded the committee. And then somebody like a few days later was like, oh, one, two, three is the shield. I like. When we were doing it, we weren't like, it'll be really cool if El the Shield was one, two, and three. Like, that wasn't our intention. It just legit happened. And we were like, oh, shit, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's cool, cool that the Shield are the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the the the, the smile that, that, that came across my face when I saw that Roman was number two mm-hmm. and Rollins is number one. It's Roman's fault. If Roman worked every week, he would have been number one, but he doesn't work every week. Listen, this this is everything I've wanted for two years, man. Yeah. It, 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 as 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 a as a Rollins fan, and I don't hate Roman, but the fact that uh, I've had to listen to Roman is better than this guy for so long. Mm-hmm. Listen, I can no longer be denied. I can no longer be silenced. <laughs> Rollins at this very moment is having a better run than him. Yeah, um, the guy is and not it's a- his fault, Phil. If he came to work, it, we wouldn't be. De- we would have a bigger debate. But it's like it's not a debate, dude. You're at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure some people will be like, "Well, how much does a PWI matter? It sure matters more than me sitting on this podcast and telling you anything because this is historic. This is minted. This is this is in stone. It's engraved. It's in in the history books. 2023. Stop being haters, you little haters talking about, well, what is it, blah, blah, blah. We all been talking about it. We all talked about it that day. A lot of wrestlers enjoyed being inside of it, and it's a really fun measure of, you know, a little thing, a little nice accolade throughout the year just for people to, you don't have to care about it, but if you do care about it, it's also very cool. So shout out to everybody that made it inside of this magazine. Shout out to people that are stoked, have their numbers in their Twitter accounts and all the shit. I think it's super cool. Do not let these people harp on it. Yes, I am saying that biasly because I am on the list. Shout out to the homies. Shout out to Kevin for uh, having us on there. Shout out to everybody on the staff at PWI. And shout out to everything. I thought that, uh, of course, I tweeted Will Ospreay. I'm, I, you know, look. I think that he was should number, be in the top ten. That was number two. Yeah, honestly, uh, like, 
after like thinking about orange like well, well well osprey should probably be number one then like what's going on here and you know he should he happen. should at least be in the top 10 um things happen I, I, you know i don't make the final say i'm just on the list just trying I, to help listen i oh I'll, I'll accept all comers today buddy listen parasu kid what what matches he had that is number one worthy he just had a hell in a cell match with cody rhodes last year that was considered one of the best matches of the year i'm not and trying you guys to hear remember that, it's the kayfabe list big dogs not the righteous reg list if it was righteous reg list the top 10 would look way I'm, I'm, different I'm, I'm not trying to hear this again i will accept all the smoke buddy uh you can say cody had uh had a hell of a year and his run to the royal rumble was amazing what capped off of that that year the feud with rollins he does not get all of the things that he was getting without that feud with Rollins. All of that stuff matters. Again, the only thing, well, I won't say the only thing. I was about to go crazy with it. He's about to go. He's going all the way over, huh? Got you. The, the, the main thing I've enjoyed, enjoyed about, about Edge's return to wrestling is the Seth Rollins feud. I'm not trying to, listen, I'm not trying to hear any force slander on my guy. You can yeah. say you don't agree, but goddamn it, it's over for that. Where This is checkmate, buddy. It's over, man. It's Chinatown, buddy. We won, buddy. Seth Rollins is number one. Accept it. I'm sorry. It's over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah, the list is out. There's no changing it. There's no running back. Like, you can put in your, your thing for next year, but, like, it's out. Seth Rollins is the number one wrestler. For 2023 shout out to seth rollins uh the first <clears throat> that's funny now that i think about it the first ever pwi that i worked on no the the lit the pwi 500 that inspired the bw 500 and you guys it's not the bwi 500 it's the bw 500 black wrestling's 500 i don't know what the i is i know you guys are confusing it with pwi but it's the bw 500 for hashtag purposes very soon here just want to let you know but the reason that the the magazine that inspired the BW 500. Uh, Seth Rollins was number one on that list too. So here he goes again. Listen, man, I'm I'm watching this guy revitalize Shinsuke Nakamura's career. The heel work that Nakamura is doing right now in this feud is incredible. Stop! Stop denying my guy, man. That's yeah. all I got for you, man. That's people, it. people were talking crazy on this. Oh, it's a consolation belt. Man, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it, man. I'm seeing Drew is showing shades of turning heel. Had an exceptional match this week with Xavier Woods. Listen, this feud with, with, with Nakamura's cooking. I think Drew's next up. I think Drew is going to turn heel, and I think he's going to be eventually his next challenger. And I think that feud is going to cook. Um, big week for the uh, Rollins Lynch uh, household over there, huh? Number one, PWI. He's still a big champ. His wife is now the NXT champion. Like, they're winning, I think. Big time. Big ratings with Rebecca. Like, that household, they're doing it. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I just, uh, again, put up with a lot of slander. I had to come in here with Jake making his he's a good hand joke, man. I should give you a good <laughs> hand across your face, man. Stop this nonsense, man. Seth Rollins is that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so number one in PWIs, guys, the criteria, super, the number one thing to realize, the fucking kayfabe list. We're, ju we're judging off what happens on Monday Night Raw and what happens on Friday Night SmackDown and Dynamite and fucking Rampage. Like, this is list yeah, what, what the regular person in the crowd would think of that. This isn't like the list that I would make on who has the best five-star matches. That's not how this works. Not how it's ever worked. Okogan used to be number one on this fucking list and shit. You have to remember that. It's different. How it's many the top star in the business. 
How many times has this guy been number one at this point? I think it's three. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Top stars in this business. That's what it's about. If you're the top guy, you're probably going to be that guy. And Seth Rollins is the top guy. If the other guy that's supposed to be the top guy is at home, he did exactly what was advertised. Okay, Roman Reigns is not going to be here, so we're going to have another belt that Seth Rollins is going to do what a world champion should fucking do. Yeah, man, and so he did it, and now he's number one on the list. There you go. Yeah, listen, man. <laughs> I still see y'all trying to do this consolation prize thing, man. Guess no. where he didn't get the consolation prize this year? Mm. On the PWI, where he's number one. Yeah, there, there you go. so congrats to seth rollins man honestly we're making jokes here but no the dude earned it he like legit earned it i like of course being a great champion (laughs) of course me me being extra uh uh uh, away i think he he deserves this he's had a great year he deserves it um Mm -hmm. i think all the rest of the wrestlers that have uh made the list also deserves it i've seen people talking about how naito did make the list which seems like it's like a clerical error yeah it's not because he sucks come on you guys yeah uh but you know these things happen when you're trying to put together a list of 500 people (laughs) these things happen i've Um, left people off and yeah you know felt very bad about it it's very Uh, easy to do listen man every time listen I hope you're in as much pain as possible, Demolition Worm. <laughs> I hope every time I say he's number one, I hope it it feels like I, f- I hope it feels like a stake going through your soul, man. I hope mm-hmm. every time that bomb rings off, it, mm-hmm. it, it is excruciating for you, man. Because again, I've had to put up with a lot of lies, man. No more lies. Again, I will no longer be denied. Seth Rollins. Is number is one. the number one sports entertainer. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we're saying here. That's exactly what it is. He earned it. But if we're like, who's the best wrestler? Like, come on. I mean, yeah. If we're talking about it's who five, is, five or six above the boy. I mean, that's not the conversation we're having. But I think, but you know, <laughs> it's not if, the conversation if, we're having. If if we're having that conversation, it's different. But yeah. I mean, I, I think it's hard to deny that this guy has had a tremendous run uh from 2022 on into this year he's had an amazing run and anybody and I, saying he's not it's not being i honest. couldn't imagine watching that survivor series where the three of them debuted that this where they would be they both they're all champions seth rollins is world heavyweight champion roman reigns undisputed wwe champion moxley is the international champion it's like i didn't imagine that they'd be the leaders of the industry like it's kind of crazy to think like these guys really came from you know uh not like indie when seth rollins got signed to wwe he was one of those like this guy's probably not going to do it because they don't really like guys like him like they do like it was like kind of cm punk thing it was like they they like guys like this but also they don't he's a little bit all too different he's this he's blah 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 but like no, they all took that, and now they're fucking running the industry. It's great for them. Yeah, yeah. I would say they're kind. The, Roman's Reigns is the only one I would consider a homegrown WWE star, though. I don't think Mox and and Rollins were. No, he's definitely not. I mean, I've seen people try to do the well. Seth Rollins is a is a is a homegrown star. He's Tyler not. Black is not. Like, shut nah, up. Nah, get out. Of here. <laughs> shut, shut up. I hate that. I hate that so much. Tyler Black is just shut up, dude. It's all Tyler, the same he's not even. He's not Tyler Black anymore. He's a totally different guy. Like, I guess stop. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys buy that magazine. It's out digital now. And that it'll be in store soon. You can see all your favorite friends. Uh, LaRon Ford also says, how would you book Jay's debut in WWE? We kind of got into it a little bit. But how I, would you, uh, what would you do, Phil? I think a cool thing to do, if you still have Trish Stratus, um, I don't know how much more time Trish is like 
full time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have Trish come out and cut a promo, and the person that interrupts it would be Jade. Comes out with her music and everything, kind of like the Jericho debut, and she like goes to shake her hand and then pulls her into the Jaded, which, by the way, homage to Jazz, who made that finish what it is. With Trish Stratish, baby! Lays her out with the Jaded, picks up the microphone and goes, you were the past and you appreciate it for what you are, but I am the future of women's wrestling, and I am now a WWE superstar. And And then right after that, you thought this is open mic night, bitch, and this is leading to WrestleMania 40, (laughs) Jane Cargill (laughs) taking on Brandy Rose. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you were going with it? (laughs) Yeah, no, um, it it has to be, I think, like that. Just like, honestly, I probably would just like, uh, look at a Monday Night Raw, drop her music, and she's walking to the ring, and we're starting the show with, Jade Cargill in the middle of the ring. I don't know if that's how crazy they feel about it, but that's how I feel about it. Because, like, just like you were saying, Phil, this is a homegrown AEW star. She had zero matches anywhere else in the world. From scratch, she was built over there. And they don't have any from scratch built over there to this. So I would make put the big spotlight on it to be like, look, you guys. Uh, do do your homework, boy, dude. It before the Glam Slam, before the Road to Valhalla, the bitch slap was a thing. Jazz yeah. popularized that way move before before, that. before any of that. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's a not good callback. And I see people. No, I'm not saying that you make the Trish feud her first feud. No. I'm saying that that is a good way for her to come in right away and make a statement. Yeah, I was gonna say that's how you make a statement. That's not the feud. You get her into something else, like kind of offer it. Get her in there with uh, I'd probably honest maybe Bailey. Put her in there with Bailey. Offer if that's how you. Uh, I, I think Bailey. Um, this is gonna sound very cliche, and I'm sure people are gonna be like, "Oh no." Um, I feel like you've got to give her a natty match on TV to show natty. that she can work. Because yeah. I think that the natty's critic- the one to put her in there with for sure. Yeah, I think the big criticism is always going to be, can she work? And I think Natty is somebody you could put her in there with that she can prove herself as a worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, I'm not saying make that the feud, but that would be a good TV match to pad time in between pay-per-views because the next pay-per-view is uh, uh, Fastlane, and that's in, what, yeah. like two weeks? Mm-hmm. I don't think you have enough time to build a pay-per-view match in two weeks if, if she debuts within two weeks. So, but I do think you can get an interesting TV match with Natalia out of that time period. Oh, do you de- uh, would you debut her on the PLE or do you is that a TV a straight up TV moment? I think you make it a TV moment, just TV. like what that means to like Wednesday Night War people and yeah, like I I think you make it a TV moment straight up. That's a good idea. And if it's on Fox, that's huge. So I don't like I'm like it'd be dope to debut on Raw, but like debut on Fox having Jade come out on yeah. Fox. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, man. In terms of dream matches, people that I want to see her mat- wrestle, like, of course, Bianca is high on the list. But mm-hmm. I don't know what this means if Edge is leaving. But I've been saying for the longest, I want more Beth Phoenix matches. I was like, you Beth- trying to get her to wrestle Edge? What's going on? Here? No, no, no. But I want more <laughs> Beth Phoenix matches because when Beth Phoenix has wrestled, she's been great, and I don't think that she got the do she deserved. And somebody that would be awesome in the ring, like in terms of like these two women standing toe to toe, how dope it would be. Jade versus Beth Phoenix could be fire. Yeah, I, honestly, I would just want her to work with Jade. And, I mean, work with Beth in any capacity. So, like, being out there with her would be great. Because, like, somebody, you go, you want to get Jade in there with people. That's probably the issue that she had with in AEW. Is there, there's not a lot of, like, P- 
people that stand up against you. There's like Stat and, and Jamie Hayter, but for the most part, it's like, you know what I mean? You're not going to get people like Beth Phoenix and like like that that are kind of going to teach her things that she does. I guess veteran status of that is probably a better way to do it. People yeah. that, that have been in positions that she wants to be in, and Beth Phoenix is one of those. Yeah, I think there are workers there. And I mean, again, I like the idea of her going in and making that statement on Trish and doing like not so much a, a legend killer gimmick, but basically coming in and beating some established WWE wrestlers until she gets right. up to like horsewomen and Bianca. Correct. Um, Carlos Mendez says, what's up, fam? Just want to invite everyone to watch Mexico's WrestleMania celebrating 90 years tonight at six central. It's only like 14 bucks. Carlos Mendez, what show are you talking about, my bro? I want to know, um, uh, is it Triple I Mania? I know they do like a hundred of those a, a year. Uh, please yeah. let me know exactly what show you're talking about, Carlos, because I'm interested in that. Um, Leonard Aarons III says, NY trifecta this week, <clears throat> New York Jets over Dallas, Eddie over Claudio, MJF over Joe, Plum Insane seeing Rock go from McAfee to SmackDown without ours yesterday. Crazy. Um, crazy. I, I do wonder if Eddie's gonna get this win finally in in uh in You're Queens, questioning? I wonder if that's happening. I don't yeah, know. you're not you're not uh, convinced that Eddie's gonna get the big W because how do you not give him the big W? Phil? I I think you kind of have to at this point, um, right? Uh, yeah, but also, if you want to add to Eddie Kingston's story, hmm, you, you trying to give him some more adversity? <laughs> uh, I mean, you might need a little more adversity. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Somebody says in the chat that uh, he's talking about the CMLL anniversary show. Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, check out the CMLL anniversary show. I'm gonna check that out. Um, Anwar Starwin says, "Much love to y'all. I know Media Man was catching strays over PWI top ten. <laughs> I know the Beans and Toast people were big hunting because of Osprey. Honestly, Anwar, this was like the calmest." year that i've had since working on the pwi list everybody seemed to be pretty chill and if they weren't i just ignored it i'm at a different place in my social media things that like i'm not gonna take it take the stuff like i used to because i just don't have the space to like that's why like bw500 is coming very soon you guys i i used to be like it used to be anxiety because i'm like these people are gonna destroy me now i don't even care like i'm just gonna mute that shit sometimes you gotta do that that's it. Uh, Leonard Aarons third says, NXT is a third brand in WWE. I don't see how this is even debatable anymore. It's a third brand cosplaying as a development. Two raw talents have titles there now. It's a creative wasteland. Um, Yeah, I, I do think that putting the title on Becky is a bit different because just because of Becky's story and the fact that she never won an NXT title and just um she's the biggest star that's done what they're doing right here with the like going yeah. back to do it so this feels this is different it, it's a bit different and and becky's whole uh motivation as the man is to always um go back and and i guess charlotte did the same thing yeah the the, the her motivation as the man has always been to uh cross things off the list and you know repay old debts and and mm -hmm. keep keep grudges and so 
I that this totally makes sense for a character that this is one of those things she never got over that she never won NXT title, and for her to go back and do that. I know I joked that it's finishing the story, but it is it is so much a part of the story of the man character mm-hmm. that it makes so much sense for her to go back there and win the NXT title finally. And this feels like the most invested that like the people have been for somebody going back. I mean, you see with the ratings, you see how like people are like excited about it. Becky Lynch is just different, honestly. Like, yeah, she's just different. That's all it is. Uh, Demolition Worm says, Jade has me like, sir, smoke a lot. God, if you listen and help. Just kidding. Hope she does well in the WWE. She will. Uh, yeah. Uh, Leonard Aarons III also says, quote me on this. If Jade stays put, she's AEW, champion, AEW Women's Champion by the end of 2023. Uh, I agree. I think this was the right time to start building towards her winning the main title. And if she stays, I don't know how you don't start moving towards that. Uh, but I don't think that she's staying. Mm-hmm. Derek Waduck says, if MJF beats Joe, I want Osprey at Wrestle Dream. You want MJF and Osprey at Wrestle Dream? I think that'll be a hit, definitely, for sure. What do you feel about this, Phil? You think that, is there any possibility in the world that Samoa Joe could beat MJF on Wednesday? I, I think there's a possibility. I don't think it's happening. I think Joe's losing. Um, yeah. I think this feud has been really good for them. I think the feud has been hard. Yeah, I think it's been a good feud that they can build within a few weeks. And, mm-hmm. you know, just based off of what Joe has been doing with the company, it, this has been a tremendous run for him. But I don't think he'd win it. This sounds, I'm, I've been saying some insane statements on here, but like, can we give Samoa Joe a most improved award? That sounds crazy because it's Samoa Joe. But this year, man, oh my he's been, God. He's been killing it, man. What's been going on? Like, so, and it's Samoa Joe. I know he's one of the best of all time, but like, I don't know, something this year is in the water. So, like, that's why I'm like, maybe, can he? Could he possibly win this belt? That'd be crazy. I don't know. <laughs> uh, our homie Jake Salazar is here, says, victory lasts for Seth being number one, but Naito missed the list entirely. PWI ain't flex. Ain't the flex you think it is. Jake, that is directly disrespectful to me, who is on the committee. And it's a lie. I will ban your ass. And and it's a lie. It's a big lie. It's a huge lie. Uh, I know I'm late. He also says, I know I'm late, but I kind of feel for wrestlers at WWE. Some thought they were over, but then The Rock shows up. Yeah. I don't think anybody thinks they're over after that last night. You're like, man, I'll be getting pops, but not like that, brother. Different, buddy. Only thing I could equate this year, like, is that Bad Bunny shit, and maybe like that Bad Bunny shit was crazy though. And then Cody and where was Cody at? Where they were singing the was that London? Yeah, at uh, Money in the Bank. That was crazy. Yeah, uh, what the hell are they doing with Cody? By the way, I know we. I know See, we that's kinda... what. Yeah, when Cass was talking earlier, he's like, "What were they gonna do with this piece?" I'm like, "That's the issue is they didn't figure out what to do from fucking the SummerSlam Damn. to the rest of the year." Ever since the feud with Brock, he's been just adrift. Like he didn't have a match at Payback. Now you're you're going back to the <laughs> now you're going back to the what do you call it? Uh, the Dominic match. Like is that nobody what they're doing? wants to? Yeah, cause the, the, you didn't see that the Dominic match is announced for for Monday. He's wrestling Dom. Uh, why? And so, that's why I said on Twitter, I'm like, why is this guy still wrestling Dominic? Like he's past that. Like you don't have another feud for this guy. What's going on? I don't know what they're doing with Cody. And I mean, it doesn't bode well if you are one of those people that thinks that Rock is going to take his spot at WrestleMania. What The way they're currently booking him, it don't look good. And 
I mean, of course, we also have history on our side because we've seen this happen to CM Punk. He lost this match to the Rock at WrestleMania. We've seen this happen before where a bigger superstar comes in and somebody else looks like that they're was one on of a trajectory. for sure. So we've seen this happen before, so it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. I do, I do kind of think that Rock is kind of like dangling the dangling the carrot on in front of us and we're not getting that wrestlemania main event i don't think so either i think he was just in town like we're just hey, talking man. way I, too much i we, we're here talking football i ain't got nothing else to do strikes going on that uh, Straight Black up. stuff is going on hey it's a coach prime told me to come through i will definitely pull up yeah no so but yeah uh which i don't know if this is also newsworthy punk uh Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Public words uh, since being fired. I saw that. And people are running with him saying, um, yeah, I'm I'm not busy for the next two months. And of Mm -hmm. course, Survivor Series is in Chicago. Oh, I didn't connect those dots. People think in two months he'll be here for Survivor Series. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's just blowing smoke up our asses. I don't know. He's good. He's so good. He's very good at doing those things. I think that uh, it probably was just a fun moment. You know who's really good connected to that that quote from Nick Khan this week. Oh, I love. Oh my God, I love the discourse on people trying to figure out what the hell he said when he didn't really say it. Bro, politely um, <laughs> answered that question with a non-answer, and people were yes. like, "See, man, this is this is what I thought it meant. Exactly no, what it- I said. I'm like, I don't think he said exactly what he you didn't said. say anything." <laughs> <laughs> say anything. <laughs> he, we got him, coach. I'm like, I don't think you got we him. We got him. No, you didn't. He didn't say anything, bro. Like, it doesn't behoove him to answer that question, man. Yes. Like he he cannot answer that question and say yes, and he can't say no. So right. why answer it? And so he gave about the best answers you expect. Mm-hmm. He's good at that. He's really. That's why he's makes the big buck. Nick Nick Connell spins some shit. Really well, brother. <laughs> we like him a lot. I respect what he did. He was in USC before. We respect him a lot over here. <laughs> I did bet. not answer the question. He didn't answer the question at all. <laughs> no, we really respect him, though. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Van Twinblade says, zero out of ten lists. I'm about to ban y'all. Y'all are talking crazy about my publication here. No Tootie, no Suede, no Damn the Dad. Fix it, Reg. Listen. Every wrestler in the world can't be on here. Some are, you know, some just happen to circumstance. Suede and Tootie will be on the Black Wrestling's 500. So there you go. Yeah. Um, Jake Salazar also says, Phil basically accepting number one on Seth's behalf. I mean, you know, he plays Listen, a part man, in this. My guy's not going to come out here and do what I'm going to do in, resp- in, in, in regards to some of these haters. But I will. So, you know, <laughs> I'll address it. I've been waiting to address it. He will, though. Uh, Jake Salazar also says LML, LMAO TK losing his biggest male and female star in the same month is hilarious. I told you, Tony, you're going to pay for your crimes against Punk. I don't know if I would say all of that. but Yeah, that's a... Uh, I don't know if sure. I say it all of that, but this, it for does sure. look crazy. It, it looks sure. crazy. Uh, Dream Ninja 77 says Jade versus Rhea, all the muscles. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, I think that's I think that's a big match, but big match. I'm still I still love the assumption that the match for Rhea at WrestleMania is probably Becky. And They've like been teasing I, that one for a minute. Like I've said a couple times this week, I'd honestly would pay a pair of Jade up with Bianca being partners and just make a gazillion dollars. But that's just me, and that's just what I would want to see visually. So I guess that's something else. Can you can you imagine? 
Can you imagine the perception of that, that you lost uh, two black women that were tag champions and that turned into a big news story. And then you get Jade and you get Jade and Bianca and put them on this monstrous like tag title run. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That would be uh that be that would be quite the band aid if uh mm-hmm. like hey don't worry about any of that Mercedes is over there don't worry about that we look what we're doing uh Steven, I screwed up your name last time Marsu Seely Marsu Seely yes have Jade debut like Scott Hall did and start the NWO angle I like uh you know what I'm not mad Steven, at Jade walking out in the crowd and people being like oh shit is that Jade what the fuck is she doing here that shit might be kind of hot. Hopping the barrier, and yeah, starting some trouble. I'm, I'm saying, and they're like, "Yo, who's that with the with the hair? She's looking fine." And then we're like, "Oh shit, that's Jade." I mean, yeah, I'm happy. mad at yeah. it. I like it. Uh, the skills H Town says can't wait for the Jade Cricket commercial. Nah, they got to bring back boots for Jade, man. Where yeah. you at? City behind you. <laughs> the whole city behind us. <laughs> Leonard Aaron the third says Joe beating MJF wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Joe is an outstanding run, and the stuff with Stoke has been excellent in ROH. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, D Skills H Town also says Cody is going to finish his story against Dom. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> That's pretty nasty. But what are they doing? Why are they doing that? And then Jake Salazar also says Joe needs to beat MJF, so my Joe versus Kenny agenda can pick up some steam. Joe versus Kenny, I haven't thought about that, but damn, I want that. That would be fire. Wow. I don't think Joe's winning, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I would, uh, man. But I don't know. Um, it's up in there. It's up in there. It could probably, if it happened, I wouldn't be the most surprised. Joe was great this week. Um, he did bring back the old Wendy stuff when he was like, "Oh, Max." <laughs> um, all that stuff was great. The ending of Dynamite this week was really, really great. Um, the stuff with Adam Cole and Roddy. Roddy nah, Roddy turning up, faking, around. Oh my God! Roddy faking this neck injury and and yelling, "I can't see Adam. I can't see." <laughs> I'm right here, but I can't see you. <laughs> I can't see you, Adam. Um, all that stuff was great. And then Joe coming out and choking Cole out the same way that he did on NXT and standing yes. over him. Really, really great way to end Dynamite. Great work. Samoa Joe, man, killing it. Um, I'm interested to see what they do tonight to kind of put a bow on. <laughs> What's that look? <laughs> That's not what I was talking about. I'm interested to see what they do tonight to kind of put a bow on this. Like, are we going to get one more promo from either one of them and how they kind of send this home? What do you think about the old uh, collision card? It's very different than a few weeks ago. It's looking rough, man. <laughs> looking rough, man. I... You're not trying to see the Hardys and the Righteous? Listen, man, I, I had my collider... Uh head on yeah religiously for a few you weeks, did man. you were strong you were wearing it strongly my friend and uh that card doesn't uh make me feel like colliding man <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm still gonna watch it but especially know, like it's college football season like niggas are about to be watching college football like you gotta come harder or do you take wwe strategy of like we don't go as hard because we know people are going to be watching college football yeah i mean i don't know man I, I think it's too soon to say that uh, it's changed for the worse, um, but we'll yeah, that's, see. That's, that's a lot of words. I wouldn't say that. It's just 
different. See, when they... You could definitely feel the change, though. When they said, Phil, when they were like, okay, after the punk shit happened, and they were like, oh, the brand split is over. I'm like, I don't know. that. That's kind of what... That was the good thing. Like, I don't want to see... Like, now you have two shows. We don't have to see the same wrestlers on both shows. We had two shows so we could see some wrestlers over here and some wrestlers over yeah. here. And I think that's part of the strategy that they need to keep. Then where then where are those wrestlers? Like, if that was the whole ploy that, all right, well, Punk was keeping these guys from being over here. Right. All right. Where are those guys on Saturday then? Like, the main you... event is not the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus somebody. Man, this is what I'm saying. Like, it don't look... Well, I'm going to give it a few weeks. I'm not going to... Yeah. I'm not going to jump but to conclusions. But it's looking crazy off rip, I'll tell you that. Not going to jump to conclusions just yet. Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Um, they're still probably shuffling back there. Like, I don't think it. Like, it, it's not going to be immediately. We know exactly what to do yeah. with this show, and I think it's going to be a few weeks of trying to figure out. Yeah, where to go with this? They're going to have to put an emphasis on Brian, as Brian's saying in all these interviews that it's shit. He's seeing the end of this. Like, we'll fit. We're going to go go in with the bro before he's out and just do all the dream matches and shit that we could get off on Saturday. The smaller, the smaller tier ones do with them all on Saturday to carry this show. Cause I don't know if whatever they're doing now is going to be it. Yeah. Um, I have to assume if uh, the J stuff didn't happen, the contract stuff didn't happen, that that possibly would have been the main event of collision and not rampage. Um, of course. Oh I'm yeah. Just yeah. Assuming, that makes sense. That I, makes I'm sense. assuming if Jade wasn't gone, that they probably would have did it on Saturday. Cause that's where she debuted. That's a good match too. That would have worked pretty well. Yeah. Damn. I can't believe Jade. I can't believe Jade, Phil. Bro. I'm just still trying to, uh, process the fact that she just came back last week and we're already done. Wow. Who is the what do they do what 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 do they do as far as a woman's star moving forward? Are they banking on their money on Mercedes? Is that what's going on here? What is in three years, what is this gonna look like here? I don't know. Um I have to assume they're probably banking on having Mercedes. Um yeah. I, I think that they've got something working with tony i think tony storm is agreed looking like one of the best characters but I'm, in terms of what jade could have been that's what i'm saying they don't have that they don't um, have and i mean i'm sure somebody will be like but Britt baker again mm. they don't have that not the same um, they, they just don't have what what jade would have brought them um and the closest they could possibly get right now is is it's bringing in mercedes um yeah you're gonna have to build somebody up from scratch again, and you're gonna have to hope that a big star falls in your lap. Why did they do? I'm st- Every time I think about it, I'm like, "What? Yeah. It was right there. Why would you? What? Why did you just?" It's just this yeah, is I mean, a this yeah. is a hell of a story right here, Phil. A hell of a story. Yeah, and I mean, look, they've got options and people that they can build up. They do have. They do still have Willow. They do still have. Um, they have other options, but in terms of what, like I said, what they had in Jade, they don't have anybody that can do what she was doing. That wrestling, Jade is Jade. Jade is a fucking one-on-one, which is kind of crazy to, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's what, I think that's the craziest part about it is, like, she's not really replaceable. Not Im- immediately. Not, I mean, like, where do where is she from? Where do you find this person? Like, 
And I think the timing is the best the the best part to think about here, Phil, because two years ago, WWE was in a way different place. There was kind of a there was a time where people I don't want to say they didn't want to go to WWE, but AEW as an alternate seemed a little more valuable to like somebody in her position. Now somebody in her position is just going to see is just going to want to go to WWE. It's different. Again, I know, you know, a lot of AEW fans won't want to hear this, but the timing of them being criticized heavily like this about their women's booking and this happening is not good, man. Yeah. It it looks bad for them. And I'm sure some people are going to be like, they gave her plenty. And they did give her a lot. They gave her more than most. But two things can be true. They did give yeah. her plenty, but they could have done so much more with her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, yeah, I don't know. I know. It, yeah. it definitely feels like if, if they messed this up with Jade in two years, man, um, what chance do some of these other women have? It definitely feels like that to me. Yeah. And again, like if you're one of the women back there, you're like, well, was that going to happen to me? Like, I don't under, you know what I mean? Like, even if they put the train on my back, is that going to mean anything? Yeah, it definitely, I don't know. I don't know what it means. And, you know, they still have a chance to change that perception, but right now it don't look good. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, AEW. You still have a insane amount of insanely talented women's wrestlers yeah. that you can get behind yeah. and you can do this again and it can happen so it's not over. It just looks crazy. That's it. It does. I mean, and I'm sure somebody will be like, oh, well, you know, look at this, look at that. I'm like, I, well, look at this. Look at it this way. When you got Saraya a year ago, this was considered a big deal. Um, what did they really do with Soraya that really garnered the attention that they initially got? Yeah, she's champion now, but big Wembley moment after she had what two matches this year? Yeah, yeah, she hasn't had like a real major storyline with anybody, hasn't had a big rivalry with anybody, right? Um Again, I'm telling you, those things don't bode well. And this is coming from somebody that has been trying to be very optimistic about their use of women's wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think the timing of all of this stuff right now, it just feels like a backbreaker in some ways. Mm-hmm. Not the wrestling move. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we're going to see what happens here in the next couple of weeks. It's about to get very interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. The narratives are going to be nasty. The me. narratives are crazy. And uh, time continuing to move on and how AEW has been doing this letting contracts run out type deal. It's going yeah. it, to it's gonna continue to get interesting as the months go on, you know, knowing the timing of when a lot of people signed going forward on how they're going to be used. So that's a lot going on, you guys. Should we get into some humpers? Do we have humpers? I'm sure we have a lot of humpers because we did not even touch any of them. Got any Um, all day, yeah. Let's see. I'm probably going to have to scroll all the way down. Scrolling. Let's see. From Sweeney Zach 18. Mm -hmm. Uh, Step aside, uh, Nancy Reagan. Roddy Strong gets a new throat goat. Whoa! Hold on, Phil. I hope you and yours are doing as well as you can be. 
That is a wild humper check. Wild uh, way to start and then like end like that. I love, I, you know, respect. I, I appreciate you, Sweeney. That was a <laughs> roller coaster of a humper chat. <laughs> I, wow. <laughs> I love supporters, man. Y'all are the best. Thank you wow. so much. All right, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you. Uh, let's see. We got we got a few from Tony P. I just want to get them all lined up. Tony so I can P. read them all at once. Uh, up, Tony, Tony P. Tony P. Uh, hearing some of the execs of TK TKL hope to achieve, um, like wanting to make UFC fans into WWE fans yeah. and vice versa, and mm. kind of saying WWE can give big personalities life after MMA sounds crazier to me than the LA Clippers dynasty. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Yeah, a lot of a lot of what they were talking about this week, Phil, and wanting to. There's no. Like people have been saying online, MMA fans hate wrestling fans. Like, there's yeah. no, it's not a big crossover of like these fans interact. No, these fans think wrestling is fake and shit. And these fans, like, yeah. WWE wrestling fans are way more accepting than MMA fans are, as wild as that sounds. But like, they don't want to, they're like, this isn't going to be one big happy family like they think no. it's going to be. I, that, yeah, that part of the whole, the TKO rollout did not sound good. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want any of that. I'm and like, how wild it, UFC fighters have been talking and being recently. I'm like, I no, hope that I mean, wrestling isn't the fucking re- retirement home for all these crazy fucking psycho Nazis and shit. Yeah, no, you think that uh, you, you thought you chased this white whale for the longest in, in, in Ronda and you got Ronda. That did not work out well for you. I don't think that no. I don't think the takeaway from that is more MMA right, MMA fighters. No. I, I, yeah. no, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know it. if they. Th- do you think that they think that the Ronda thing was a success at the end? I can't imagine. Right. That's what they, I'm saying. I'm like, I can't, I can't think that they. Would I can't imagine that. they think that sophomore year was good. Like, right. of course, the first year it was. The first year hit. Yeah. The first year, but after that, nah, it, it was completely downhill. Right. Um, more from Tony P. He says, I can see. I could see the one division, like Joe Pearl said, make WWE fans as kids, uh, UFC fans as teens, young as adults. Okay. Young adults. A pipeline. And, and back to WWE when they, they get families, uh, rinse and repeat. But they seem to overlook the toxicity of UFC fans, the culture, yeah. and most of the big personalities. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of ultra mega people like Covington, uh, the new champ, and ex-neo-Nazi Strickland, McGregor, Jones, with their past and current bullshit alone in WWE. Uh, in order to achieve uh, real synergy with fans, UFC will have to clean house of its toxic masculinity and undergo a big culture change, which has a big roadblock called Dana White. Yes. Uh, TK, uh, oh, this was this is something separate. But yeah, no, I I agree with a lot of that, um, mm-hmm. and that's why I am like, nah, I don't need some of these guys that I like. I I have no interest in Covington wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's some crossovers that I'm like, we don't need that crossover. Like, keep that over there. Yeah, and I'm good. Um, let's see. Uh, more from Tony P says TK now needs Mercedes more than ever to sign for long dates and a full deal. He had a star in Jay, but she has her reasons and want to leave. He is uh, at square one again without a crossover main female star. Mm-hmm. People will want to see and put eyes on the company. Yeah, I agree. I think I think right now I'm sure he's trying to do everything he can to get Mercedes to sign Money. a long-term deal. Um, but you had some thoughts earlier this week, Phil. You said that you don't think that she will sign a long-term deal over here. I 
don't think that she will. I think I wouldn't think so. I think she's going to do like per appearances or something, but Mm -hmm. I don't think she's going to sign a long term deal. I -hmm. could be wrong, but um, just basically, I'd be super surprised if she. I would be very surprised as well if she signed a long term deal, Um, just based off of just a number of things. But we'll see. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I, I agree with the sentiment that he just needs to. he he needs to focus on either building up the next star or trying to find the next one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Mercedes, if I'm Tony Khan right now in the immediate Mercedes money, come. Yeah. Save us. <laughs> <laughs> it immediately makes me think of the phone call we had the other day. Um, yeah. <laughs> that phone call was so funny. As soon as you answer, you're just laughing out loud. I was like, what? that was such a funny day, wasn't it? <laughs> I can't get into everything we talked about in that phone call. Right. Some of the stuff. Uh, what a time! <laughs> there was a lot going on that day. I was stressed. I had a drink at the end of that day. I was like, "Yo, yeah, what is going on here? <laughs> what a day!" Uh, uh, from Tony P says, "Injured women aside, no one is being given a chance to be that star. She is the ace, but sadly, it pains me to say, uh, it's not a crossover star." Soraya is not panning out. She's okay, but Brit is not a crossover material either. AW has lost not a wrestler, but a star. Yeah, and that's oh. the sentiment that I was trying to make earlier. They don't have another Jade. Like, they do have somebody that can have incredible matches in Cheetah and can be, like, the ace or workhorse of the division. They do have a lot of really talented women, but they don't have they don't have a crossover star that they had in Jade. What do you think is I was going to ask you what do you think is going to happen on Wednesday with this title match? Do you think that Tony Storm's going to win it back? I don't. I think Saray is going to retain. <sighs> I, I I I'm assuming that this Emmy thing is going to pay off in some way. You think so? Um I think maybe that's leading to a match with Emmy. I don't know. But mm. um that would be wild if Emmy beats her in the next. That would be hell I wouldn't be mad at it. No, but, no, like she did. Like, be, Emmy's crazy. She's great. She deserves it. But that's like a wild. That wild would be time wild. Um, uh, so you I don't do, think uh, Tony's gonna do it though? I I think she's gonna retain. I think I think uh, they still want to get the Mercedes match at some point. Okay. And so I'm I mean, assuming the Mercedes match will probably. I'm just be uh, like we just don't know anything about Mercedes recovery. Like we don't know nothing. Yeah, so I'm like, when is it? You know, I don't know when it that's is. The, that's the scary part about we it. We don't know um, nothing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just said in the chat that does make perfect sense. Um, Emmy versus Array at Russell Dream makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, uh, that does make sense. So maybe that's the payoff. That's a good idea. Maybe there is no payoff. Maybe this is just something they're working their on, themselves on Twitter, but. I think you've got to run with this. Um, I think you've got something. I definitely would rather see Tony and uh, Emmy at Wrestle Dream, but you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> I agree. Um, and Tony's money right now. I, I, yeah. But I, I don't think Tony needs to be champion. Like her character does, is man. working, um, and so I think, I think she will eventually be champion again. But I don't think she's going to win next week. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, she. I think that's where I landed. She doesn't need the champion. Like, actually, not having the championship makes her character better. It's, so it's, it's like it's, it's helped her a lot not being champion. Um, so, uh, let's see from Van Twinblade, y'all watch Glory Pro ascended this week. Work Warhorse and Jake something killed it. Uh, next week is Tankman versus Xavier Walker. Mm. Also, this October show has been announced. Dalton Castle is the special guest. Eight days till September. Eight days till the September show. Um, I have not seen the show, but that sounds dope. I'm gonna definitely check it out. I'm a huge Jake Something fan, so I like to see what he's going on. I'm still surprised that when he left Impact, I thought that 
one of these two companies was going to sign him up because he's a tremendous talent. But then he went back to Impact. So I'm like, uh, what the hell's going on? I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, those are two guys that I thought would have been signed somewhere by now. Jake something and Warhorse. And, oh, uh, remember the Warhorse thing with Cody and everything? I thought Warhorse that was, was uh... Warhorse was hot at one point. Man. Yeah, I, I was really surprised he didn't get signed during that time period. Like when they when Danhausen had got signed, I was like, next is probably Warhorse, but they didn't. Yeah. They were he probably was, like, we got Danhausen. Yeah, he was red hot at that period. Um, mm. Let's see from Bizarro Big L. Hey fellas, Kate made a good point last night. Uh, the scene is improving, though people are switching companies' uh, thoughts. Um, I feel it's. I feel it's the options and different styles available. I yeah. WWE doing more in-house production, AEW grabbing from all over um, for music and stories. Um, I, I look. I think parody is a great thing. I think the fact that if Jay could look around and say, "I'm not getting what I want here," um, let me try going to WWE. I think that's a good mm-hmm. thing, and I don't think it's. I don't think people should turn this personal. I don't think people that are like, oh, man, she abandoned the company. No, you know, it's a job. And I think if she wasn't getting what she wanted out of experience, it's right to go and try it somewhere else. Yeah. And this is cool. Like, and we still, there's still the other side of AEW is the alternate. So there's people in WWE yeah. that right now are like, damn, I want to fucking go and wrestle. I want to have a five-star match. I want to wrestle for an hour. So they're going to eventually switch over too. We just got the report that uh, I think it was from Melton where he was saying that what's happening with Edge and, Edge. and, exactly. and Drew is similar to what's happening with Jade. And yeah. so, yeah, it may be people that see, you know, the grass is greener over there in WWE, but it might be people that feel the same way in WWE. And that's just the good thing about having alternatives. So, you know, right. more places to work is good for all the wrestlers. I never in my life thought that edge would work anywhere else kind of like chris jericho like when chris jericho came to aw it was like what like edge is going to be exactly like that like that's a wwe superstar so for him to even have the thought of going over there i'm sure his uh fake brother slash best friend is saying i'm having a great time over here you probably should come over here too <laughs> probably playing a big role but it's so interesting that like yeah exactly what you're saying like on the other side you got this guy that i thought was a lifer that potentially is yeah. going to be on the other team yeah um and the more and more I think about it, man, look, Edge and Christian versus Sting and Darby, that's a money match. That's a goddamn gazillion dollar match. Yeah, that's, that's huge. A, that's a money match. That's huge. And, you know, it seems like the Darby stuff is still going with, with, with Christian. So who knows? Maybe Edge at the end of this month is heading over there. I don't know. And Edge and Christian against the Bucks or FT. Like, there's so many other ones. Like, there's so much. We're making money. We're making big money over there, here. And then, like, a single man like Edge and Kenny Omega. Like, there's, like, even if he just came in for a year or even shorter, like, they could get so much done in that time. Because I'm sure people want to be going home to be with their wife and kids. Like, getting slammed all the time is crazy. But, you know, to get one <laughs> last run over here, <laughs> respect. Yeah. Um See from Nelson Muntz, Jay Car Jay Cargill agreed with Phil Brooks last year at uh uh <laughs> they should go together at San Diego <laughs> San Diego Comic Con. Um <laughs> I'm not doing <laughs> I'm not doing this. You don't think uh CM Punk and Jade Cargill should debut together? NWD? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. 
<laughs> don't think that. <laughs> I love it, man. So funny. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Nelson Munch says, uh, Jay Cargill agreed with Phil Brooks last year at San Diego Comic-Con when he said how awful WWE treated Trinity and Mercedes and that nothing had changed and is now oh. probably going to work at the Something same place. Something has changed, though. Yeah. Now it's probably going to work at the same place where Vince McMahon still gets to call the shots. Um. Listen, we're always going to do this when people say things against the other side. Like, I mean, we just got done doing this with Carl Anderson, where it was like, man, you was talking a lot of shit about it, WWE. Now you back over there getting a check. Bro, That's it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, Cody, sm- Cody smashed a, a fucking throne, bro. And he's back over there, man. It happens, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think in that moment, that's why I still feel like this is not just like what people think because Jay right. was all in on being an AW and again Straight up. even if you look at what we just what we just described with the smashing the throne there's so many similarities between the Cody stuff that, and the yeah. Jay stuff and also I think the other thing that is very telling here is Jay Cody was very high on Jay and yep. I think if she does end up over there I would not be surprised if Cody is over there vouching for her big time. That's where I landed at this week because, like, hearing the rumblings and stuff we hear, I'm like, a lot of this sounds very similar to what we heard exactly after Cody left. I'm like, wait, this is kind of like exactly the thing that he went through. So, yeah, that's that's where I was like, okay, like, I know, you know, we don't know anything, but, you know, she definitely was like, hey, Cody, I, let me get some advice, my friend. Like, what's going on? You know, and, and I think it says if a anybody lot about, would know, he would know. I think it says a lot. And again, I have to assume that that Cody or somebody in her corner is giving her good advice, because I think coming back and doing the right thing and 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 putting stat over um, and and making a making a point to do that is a good sign. It is. Um, and that was the right thing That's to do. That's a Cody-ass move, too. But that is also somebody <laughs> like Cody would give her that kind of advice. That's why right. I would not be surprised if Cody is in her corner. It's also mm-hmm. very telling if you look that several Cody guys are leaving. Like, Leva Bates, gone. Um, Sonny Kiss, gone. Um, Jay Cargill, possibly gone. We Sorry, might be uh, we might be talking a year from now about Ricky Starks being gone. I don't uh, know what his contract situation like, it, is, but... You asking for my fan duel bet on if Ricky Starks is going to be in WWE within last next five years? Here, take my money. Yes, of course he is. I think he's going to be train gone smoking. as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, get into some more um, from Bizarro and Big L. Uh, oh, it's for Kaz. Kaz is gone. Sorry, wow. um, Kaz. I live in New England. Uh, they not my team. It's a hundred percent facts. New England fans are the worst. Phil, many abandoned the. Many abandoned the Pats after the asterisk Brady left. It's okay to find a team that's respectable. Cast my concern is Cody <laughs> wins. <laughs> wins it before Mania and Rock um, is a non-title. I can see that. I can see Cody winning before Mania and it, and it being a non-title, but I also cannot see that because, again, I do not fully believe we're getting this Rock match. Um, but you're right. It, it is respectable for me to be a fan of somebody. For a while, I was a Philadelphia Eagles fan just because I like Donathan McNabb. Donathan mm-hmm. McNabb is from here. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually went to school with my brother. Uh, and oh, so, sure. um, I... It's so I, I will root for other teams based off of players, but I'll never just be like you'll never catch me like going and buying for paraphernalia and just going like, look, I'm an Eagle fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm still a Bears fan. I watch paraphernalia Lush- is hella funny way to describe it. Yeah, I I don't. 
I mean, I'm I was not... a Chicago Bulls fan my entire life. I'm, I live in California, like Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, I'm not as I'm not as big of a football fan as I once was. Um, but again, man, listen, after thirty plus years of watching this team lose, it's pretty hard to it's continue to get exciting, man. <laughs> and I've been here for all the ups and downs. You couldn't tell me nothing in two thousand six. Sorry, two thousand five, when uh Hester was one running that, that, that uh punt back in that Super Bowl. It's like this. Man, 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 man. And I was by a big the way, Colts fans too. Speaking speaking of prime time, prime I was a Colts fan. Speaking speaking of prime times, we talked about it a few times here. Um, he's right. Uh, Devin Hester should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame is ridiculous. Um, uh, from life, you know what? Being, I've been a big fan of recently. Real quick, before we move on, is these uh, athlete inspired podcasts, like the football, the the Hall of Fame football players and Hall of Fame yeah. should be basketball players, like getting into the stuff has been great. Yeah, look, um, I don't know what Jeff Teague is going to do eventually, but that guy's got to be podcast. Oh, my eventually. God, yo. His stories. <laughs> stories are so good, man. Every he's time. got a podcast eventually. Um, I, he's just, he's great. And, but he's yeah, hilarious. Um, R- Richard Sherman was one of those that the second you heard him talk on anything, when he did the first take that time, I'm like, yeah, this guy, he's got a future in this. And so right. it makes so much sense that he's podcasting and he's um, on Undisputed now because you could just see it from from the second he got in front of a microphone. Because nothing uh, like hearing about the stuff from the people that were that were there. That's why Drink Champs is such a great podcast for me because, like, Nori was there. Like, anytime the people that were there, it just feels different. Yeah, this is uh, part of why um, your boy uh, Stephen A. tried to kick uh, Max's back in while he was on <laughs> Joe Budden's podcast. He's like, nah, look, you're not a journalist. You never played. Why do we have to listen to you? And I'm like, dang, man, you, you broke bread with this for a minute. Yeah, like, well, like, why are you burying him? And he was like, look, I ain't got no problems with him. I'm like, dude, you don't? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's a shot, big dog. This, this, this feels like a shot. Um, but I, I think, I, as I said on Twitter, I think the dynamic between them started to bother Stephen A a bit. Because yeah. me and you have done this, you know, podcasting now for a few years. And, and I understand, like, sometimes when you get so into a bit, whether it be me on this podcast and rah rah for for Seth Rollins or whatever, you get so into the bit that sometimes uh, the other person on the other side of the debate takes the unfavorable side. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Stephen A got too tired of being on the unfavorable side for Max. Yep. And Max, because Max was the liberal guy, he was relatable and all these other things. And I think people came out of it liking Max more. And I don't think he liked that. Mm-hmm. It's it could get frustrating when you are trying to be like the face of the brand too. You and know what I mean? Like it's his show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's his show, and you got like <laughs> that clip that's going around of Terrell Owens coming on there and being like, "Nah, Max sounded more blacker than you." Now yeah. I'm sure Stephen A was like, "Nah, let that, me get this white dude uh, up out of here." Y'all playing core? Uh, uh-uh, absolutely <laughs> not. To came on my show and said something. No, we, you out, brother. Yeah, bro, yeah, and that's it might. It, I'm sure it wasn't personal, but I'm sure he was looking around like, "Nah, I'm not about to let this be a thing, bro." Yeah, it's like a Ch- Chappelle show season three <laughs> when he started looking around being like, wait a second. Hold These on, laughs are a little bit crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, let me let me let me nip this in the bud, man. Mm-hmm. And this is as somebody that I'm not the biggest Steve, Stephen A. Smith fan, but yeah. I I understand the game is the game. man. The game is the game uh, from life of Deem, I think this is our last uh, Humper chat. Let me make sure before I close this thing out. Mm-hmm. 
is actually not our last super chat, humper chat. So I'm glad that I did that. Uh, from Life of Deem, he says, uh, Happy Saturday, fellas. I think the yes. most confusing part of the Bloodline story is Jimmy going from being outright rebellious one, not taking any of Roma's abuse and turning on him, to now wanting to be back in the Bloodline in a way. <laughs> it, the motive is lost. No, the plot has been lost. Yeah, what's Jimmy's going stuff. on, it Jimmy? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> We're and confused for you, bro. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. And I, like, and the I, whole I, thing started because you were trying to get out of there, but now you're trying to get back in? And now it's like, now who you feuding with? Now you're in there with Cena. Like, now you're in there with AJ Styles. Like, the whole ending segment of SmackDown, I was just like, what is going what? on, man? What? what is all of this? Like, it's just, the plot is completely lost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> from Bizarro Big L, he says, I think people missed the whole um, comments made about Jay uh, taking time to spend time with her family and push the softball team she owns in Texas. She may go to WWE, but her comment put that in question. OC uh, deserves a top spot. All hail Blood Orange Cassidy. Um, I think Jade about to go play softball. I think she's doing what workers do, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what this was. Yeah, she's going to tell you I'm playing softball because um, gotcha. it's basically. I'm not going to sign that contract. I got some ball to play. I think I'm going to watch my kids. Y'all remember when Mox um, finished out his contract with WWE? And how he was like, I think I might be done. I think I gotten all I want out of wrestling. And now look, he the guy's that been wrestling in another was. company for Cap'n. That brother got out of his contract and started wrestling every day. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, of course, yeah, you're in the contract. You're gonna say those kind of things because that schedule is too crazy for me. But now I wrestle five times a week uh otherwhere. I'm like, oh, okay. She's working, man. Like, I get it, man. And I, I do I think I do think at one point she was working when people thought she wasn't coming back at all. Uh, but I think that they were still trying to negotiate how to bring her back. Um, exactly. At this point, I think she's gone. I think she's gone, and she will be over there in Stanford. <laughs> and it, but it's better it's better for her to say, I'm going to play softball and kick, kick it with my family instead of, I'm going to WWE. See you guys yeah, you you're, you're not going to come in a meeting <laughs> with your boss and say that, hey, man, I'm not enjoying this no more. I'm about to go over there and work for your biggest competitor. Yeah, no, no, you're not going to mm -hmm. do that. So, of course, she's going to say, yeah, I'm playing softball. I'm trying to have another baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. She's not going to say that she's leaving to go work for the feds. No. no. No, wouldn't be a good idea. Bad idea. No. no. Uh, another one from Big Bizarro Big L. Uh, Joe would be a great champ, but I think we're we going to get uh, Max choking Joe out for the win. Also, anyone else see that uh, Lee Moriarty joined Shane Taylor Promotions? Mm -hmm. If he builds this group up, the AW team better watch out, especially if uh, Pretty Boy Killers reunite. I agree. I think this could be great for Lee, and this is as somebody that I feel like um, I don't really understand why they haven't found anything uh, for Lee yet. Um, I don't really get it. Yeah. Um, if if the Shane da Taylor's promotion stuff works out for him, great. I like um, it. But I do think he's got to find something soon. He's been there for a minute, and when you look at other guys, he's come in there with. Um, they've had their moment. Like Garcia's had his moment. Yeah, Yuta's uh, had his moments. He's yep. still having a moment. He's a part of one of the best stables in the company, but Lee still hasn't had his moment. He was a big Bill too, who was also pretty much having a moment. Like you know what I mean? Like all these yeah. things are happening after Lee. Um, I thought that after the big Bill thing, because I thought that their pairing was really good. That Lee was gonna um, go on off his on his own, but they keep trying to book him like in stables or tag teams or things. But like, just let him be free. But I do like the Shane Taylor promotions thing, and. I hope they add some other cool members to it. Brian Keith. Yeah. You know, Brian Keith from Texas. Yeah. 
Uh, that's all of our Humper Chats. All right, yeah, we got a couple more Super Chats before we slide on out of here. Dream Ninja 77 says, respectfully, Jade, who is a Greek goddess, asked for fitness and body advice. Who couldn't handle her and Bianca together? A world couldn't handle her and Bianca together. Yeah, you're right. Like, might be too no. much. Like, be an explosion of the Crazy, I space-time continuum or something. Uh, Jake Salazar says, Dion team plays at 7.30. Nobody watching Collision. It'll be under 300. Tag, what happened, Jake? You was Mr. Collider. He was the collider, but you know your guys' guy is gone now, so it doesn't matter. He's Mr. Kaleidoscope. Uh, Deontay <laughs> Swanier, our homie, says, "I just want to say, Chris, Stat, Tony, Athena, Soraya have been cooking. Can't wait to see what Jade does wherever she goes. Y'all be easy, all love, guys. Appreciate that, Deontay. Hope you're having Appreciate a good Saturday." You. Uh, Ronald Hollick, another one of our uh, supporters and homies, says, Collision turning into Rampage 2.0. No meat, no House of Black. Same people across Dynamite and Collision. Wish they'd advance stories for different talent. Yeah, I'm telling you the the brand split thing. I don't know why they went back to just having the same people on there. And then our final Super Chat of the day is from Nitro Dust, who says, I don't have time to watch a whole lot of wrestling. Jade's made you stop and watch. It seems like an event when she's on TV. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the way that she presented herself and the way that she presented, like, when you saw her, you were like, who is this? I have to stop. I have to get into that. And that's, I mean, that's a trait that you can't just, you can't teach that, as uh, some people would say before in pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, that's her thing. You got you got everything? Nope, nope. Just kidding. Another one came in. Just uh, kidding. Chris Alston says, hot take in my opinion. TK doesn't know how to book. It's black wrestlers. Tell me when I'm lying besides Swerve. Um, he was booking he was booking Jade well for a minute. I think where it fell off the rails is that when it was time to move her on from to TBS champion and move her up to the, you know, the main belt and give her all of the to make the next steps with her, he did not do it. And mm-hmm. I think that's always gonna tarnish um the way he booked Jade. But other than that, I thought he did a great job of developing her into a, a star. Like she was a big star, like partly because of what the AEW did for her. You know what I mean? Like there, yeah. there's the part of yeah, she was a big star coming in. She's all this. She has the look, but like what she did in the company is what furthered it, and that's why she could go into WWE now as a hot free agent if she does. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that is all of our humper chats. Um. Yep. All of our super chats. Let me check one more time. Um, before I jump out and make sure that I got all of our Humper Chats. Mm-hmm. My phone is blowing up for some reason. Oh, what's going on? What you done did? I don't know. I was like, it looks like I need to call some people back after I jump <laughs> off here. Um, but yeah, that is all of our Humper Chats. Um, as always, appreciate you guys. Appreciate Cash for coming through. Yeah, good talk. Um, yeah, uh, good talk with him. Um, hopefully, we'll probably get Cash another time. We'll probably have other guests. Um, Always we got the uh, the big cartel now. The shirt, the shirt. Let's put that over before we get on out of here. Oh, we do. We do have yep. a big cartel. If mm-hmm. you do want the shirts that we wore at Starcast, which I am wearing at the moment, there it uh, is. You can you can get one at our big tar- cartel shop. That's Grapsity dot Bitcartel dot com. Um, we got something work. coming that I'm I'm very excited about. I need. Well, yeah, we. I've got something else in the works that I'm going to put on our big cartel. Soon. I need that. I need that. Um, should be. I think I will have that ready to announce by our second anniversary episode. Oh, sweet. In October. Which is coming up very soon, a couple weeks. Yeah, coming up very soon um, at the beginning of October. Um, 
again, appreciate you guys as always. Like I said, if you are interested in a shirt, grapsody.bitcartel.com. Yes. Um, yeah. As always, man, it's been a fun Saturday. This has been Phil Lindsay, Righteous Rich. Yep. We're out. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.